Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren. And welcome to the Average Bikers in a Cave, a show where a group of bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike, from news, reviews, interviews and the big questions. If you like what you hear, then be sure to subscribe, tell your friends and leave us a review. On episode 17, today's show, this is not our usual nonsense. This is a something a little bit special. This is just the big question week. Big question is, who is Teapot One? This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant with a focus on accelerating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge, they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Checking time. I'm going to go first this week. Okay, well you go first this week. Um... It's been busy because we've been off for about a month. Aye, about right? a month. And no I've, for, no I've for got it. lots of news. Aye, so no, for, aye, no, for, no for any other reason. <laughs> other than um, we've had a few, we've been in, at, what, well, I say we, mm-hmm. I'm going to take credit. I've been in discussions with some of our friends in the biking world, yep. specifically at West Coast Harley, mm-hmm. um, just about kind of doing some stuff with those guys this year and some of our other friends in the biking community. Um and there'll be more on that coming up. Mm. Um, but th- to me, it felt like a, quite a productive last few weeks <clears throat> yep. because we've got quite a we've got quite a bit done um, in terms of kind of moving forward and getting stuff out a bit more frequently and actually branching out and doing some stuff that's a bit more a bit different. Yeah. Um. But again, keep awesome. keep post. We'll keep you posted on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get a bit more freaking. We've just been kind of lining our ducks up in a row. I hate that phrase, but I'm going to use it. We've been kind of lining our ducks up in a row. Um. Don't don't make you send quackers. <laughs> <laughs> and Thank that's you. the f- uh, that first rim shot. First rim shot. First rim shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the <laughs> threw me off. The rim shot threw me <laughs> off. Always does. Uh, we've started looking at additional camera gear and recording the gear. Spe- yeah, specifically for the bike. Uh, yeah. Specifically for the bike, um, which is, you mean, that that's taken quite a bit of research and then double research because I'm one of these people that watch it and watch it and Google it and Google it yeah. and then re- watch review and watch review and then I hear that many mixed reviews I go well, I don't know if I want this or not and then you tell me about it and I buy it and then I told you about it and you went away and bought it <laughs> and I go sorry I've um, got a voucher but then now, now that you've brought it and I think I've gone oh that's really good good I quite like that um, and then but you look back and then go some of those reviews were like years ago like a, a good mm-hmm. year ago they probably fixed it with firmware upgrades yeah. and all that kind of stuff all of that is kind of what's coming up and again as stuff starts to unfold we will tell you a bit more about it one of the things that we have got coming up is um on the 11th 12th 13th of march yep. the scottish bike show is back <coughs> yay, yay. That's it. and we're gonna go up for one day yep. i'm quite sure what day sunday probably probably yeah sunday, 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 whatever, whatever th- their schedules whatever th- the schedules or schedules it just depends what show you went to I was going to say, oh, what stool you went to, yeah. but that was the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go up there, 
um, we'll get some footage and stuff like that and, right. and chat about it and we might be able to chat about it while we're there maybe chat to some people while we're there as well, well we may just have some of that technology oh. that we can maybe just do that uh, <laughs> because I was up a couple of years ago and you know, I mean the Police biker guys are there, the IM guys are there, there's custom guys there, there's a whole load of stuff there, so it's really quite interesting. Yeah, it's not the size of Motorcycle Live yeah. in Birmingham or the London show or whatever, but we'll go up and have a look yeah. and get a nosy, and then we can report back to you guys just what's what. The other thing that I have coming up, which isn't 100% yet, but is like 99.999%, is at the end of March, I am going to Wales on an off-road day for Pan America. Oh, aye, aye. Oh, aye, aye. Oh, aye, aye. I know I can't. That's, 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 that's Newcastle. No, <laughs> Dave Thompson will be listening going, going, to the valleys. Dave Thompson will be listening going, you, this is, <laughs> I know. if anything, they'll be going, it's kind of mildly racist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which, see if we haven't gone to date on a Kawasaki. Kawasaki. That would have made more sense, right? But I'm not. I'm well, you're going up and on into the valleys. Into the valleys. Into the valleys. So, yes. So, um, Harley have opened a new adventure centre. Um, adventure centre? Adventure centre. Who do you think you're Trump trying to say? Try not. It's because of a beer before it started. <laughs> um, they've opened their new biking adventure centre. Yep. Um, specifically for the Pan America with um, a, a Dakar legend right um and his name is completely gone so that just shows you how much of a legend is mike something i'll remember it later um it's I, I, i'm just buzzing at the fact that you get to go you get to learn skills from this guy who's got the most miles and most hours on a dakar rally or in yep. Dakar Rally kind of history mm-hmm. so um and he already had an adventure center they've teamed up with uh with Harley Holly. Davidson, and I mean, I'm one of the lucky ones that's getting to go now. Yes, albeit that's because, like, I really want a Pan America, and that's mm. probably going to be my next bike. I've made no, <laughs> maybe I've made bike. no, I've made no secret about that. Sooner than I've made, than uh, yeah. And just to clarify, it may be sooner than I think is because I am fed up with the tracker on my BM draining my battery. Uh, <laughs> that was me had to push it a quarter mile home today with a full tank of petrol because again it drained the battery mm. so yes but that's a whole <coughs> other story for a whole other time but we will keep you posted as we go march is definitely much busier from us and obviously you mean this episode is the the kind of start of that as you will as, as you will see when we yes. get in. so it's it's all fun and all exciting stuff cool. um Ian, <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, Darren, I've had a smashing time. It's been it's been a literally literally a smashing time. So, um, he, you'll probably know from listening to some of the podcasts previously that he, he, that I was a, a bit of a fan of the new sports dress. Enamoured. Yeah. I was enamoured, Jess. I was I was quite taken by the wee beast. Not, not armoured, but no, enamoured. Gosh, I was armoured, I'll tell you this. <laughs> so um, uh, so um, I popped into Harley's a few weeks ago, uh, January. Popped into the end of January. And I said, I went and spoke up to the, the, the wonderful man that is Scott and Harley, Scott Henry. And I said, yeah, big shout out. Um, and uh, I decided to um, go for it. And I bought myself a sports dress in white. Yeah, so it was it was the twenty twenty one colours, the white pedalescent white thing or whatever it is. Um it's got a fancy name, can't remember what it is. Um and uh, I was like super excited. But of course weather was really, really rubbish. So yes. um but luckily the when I went in there, Scott um, 
sorted it all out and managed to get the bike home that day. So I literally went in. I was quite impressed with that, actually. Went in, bought the bike and got it home that day. Because the, the one that I bought, they did a fantastic deal on it. Thank you very much. West Coast for for them for, for, for what you did it was pre-registered, and um, they'd got it pre-registered at the end of, at the end of the year, just um, for whatever you know um, ad- admin reasons that the that places like that do that kind of thing. So um, a, um, it was there, it was sitting, it was pre-registered, it, everything ready for me to go. They just had to tax it and do all that, just give it a wee uh, run through the workshop to make sure everything was hunky dory. And I picked it up that afternoon, took it home, loved it, loved riding it home, got it in the house. Th- Put it into the shed and thought, oh God, my shed's not big enough. But actually, it's, it was just, <laughs> just big enough. You know what I mean? Heart attack stuff. I was like, oh no, God, oh, it's, not, oh, it's okay, it's okay. It's just made it right. But it's a, it's a, even though it doesn't feel heavy when you're riding it, it is when you try to push up a ramp into a shed. I'll just tell you that now. Uh, uh, aye. Yeah. Aye. Anyway. So that was fine, and then the weather was rubbish for a couple of days, and then uh, the weather kind of dried off. And I thought, I'm just going to just take it out for maybe wee 10, 10, 20 miles, get some grip on the tyres. And you phoned me and went, listen, I'm going said, to take the bike out. Right, we'll bring it over, let you see it. And I went, I, I'm in for the next couple of hours. Right. When you come, yep, can't okay. wait to see it. Took the bike out, um, was doing everything right, had it in rain mode, right? So I was like, there's no grip in these tyres, I've had it in rain mode, everything's fine. Uh, and um, with three miles from my house, went round a roundabout very slowly, but there was a patch of diesel and of course it's quite a torquey wee engine and it just slipped away from me and slid on its side across to the side of the roundabout I landed on my shoulder took a wee tumble shall I say, but thankfully thankfully for that, because I know at this point I'm just going, are you talking from the hospital? no, I got up and I was fine, absolutely fine, I hadn't even broken my my jeans or anything like that. Yes, caveat at this point we will not be doing broadcasts from the hospital. Um, ever. ever so um we um uh, a slight crack on my on my helmet um visor that was it that yep. was all was wrong uh, so um but unfortunately it, it's a heavy bike and it slid along for a bit on its side so it was unrideable um, when i picked it up the back brake had all had basically the the cylinder yeah had removed itself from the rest of the body of the bike and some various wee bumps and scratches so um so yeah so i had a bike for four days i feel like we should be playing that would you call it music again either so um but um but maybe if we sing it and the algorithm doesn't pick up we'll be fine so um so uh, so yeah so i just i've had a smashing time mate bought a new bike Sma- and destroyed time. it with, the smashing, smashing time, time yeah, smashing uh, bought a new bike and destroyed it and then the, and then um, whilst all that's happening the bikes are getting fixed and because it's a new bike lots of parts are on back order uh-huh. so um, so uh, today is the 24th is it? 25th 25th, 25th? yep 25th today something like that today's the 25th and uh, I still don't have the bike back I mean it's all okayed with the insurance Harley have got it they've ordered all the parts but because it's a new bike there's certain parts that just aren't quite available yet so um which is a bit frustrating so i do not oh it's not really because to be fair the weather's been so horrendous been anyway but um but uh, you know so i don't know when i'm going to get the bike back uh, and that's nobody's fault other than just availability of parts the guys in the alley have been absolutely amazing keep me up, up to date with it and so thank you very much especially brian big shout out to brian self department for just kind of looking after me and looking after the bike there we go. But um, but just to just to kind of really annoy me about that, um, the, whilst that happens, John's Triumph Bobber Goldline has arrived. 
Which, if you had dropped that, if, I, I, I'd, if I dropped I'd that, have been yeah, heartbroken. I'd have been heartbroken, absolutely. But <laughs> the, um, it turns out it's incredibly difficult to get insurance for a bike that you don't own or are the registered keeper for. It's uh, unbelievable. It's Absolutely. Mental. So it's um um so it's it's it basically um I'm I'm not gonna I'm not taking basically John hurry up and get that dash done. I hurry up and get your dash done, John. <laughs> John exactly. It's locked away. It's sorned. It's sorn insurance and everything for it. But we cannot take it out in the road. I've just got it stuck in a trickle charger, um just so it doesn't the battery doesn't die on it and you know. But my BM then. Uh, exactly. I bet like your BM. <laughs> so um so that's that's been that's my check in. It's been great. Yeah, new bike for four days and only four days and about twenty miles. That's about it, to be honest. Oh, but the it, twenty miles I did were great fun, right up to the last maybe twenty feet. Twenty feet <laughs> up to the last twenty feet. It was, oh. It's a beautiful bike. If nothing else, listeners, at least you know. You mean when you drop it, you drop it. Yeah, it's no. You mean and as a, and as you'll probably as 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 a, as a wise man will will. We'll, has said before, um, you know, and we'll probably hear it again. Um, it's not, it's not if you drop your bike, it's just when you drop a bike. Right, it's going to happen to you. It's going to happen. If you're on bike, everybody's done enough, it. Everybody's done it. So, um, and if you um, haven't done it, you're not trying hard enough. But, but what is interesting, I think, and I think probably, um, you know, for anyone, for anyone who, uh, this happens to, you know, luckily I was. I was going really slow. The bike didn't go very far. I, I wasn't hurt, you know, at all. Really, just thumped my shoulder a wee bit, and that's just, you know, I could have done that trip up the stairs. Do you know what I mean? That's literally the impact. Right. Um, is it has? I've overthought that moment so many times now. So many times was it me? Was it? I mean, there was a. I went back and looked in the round bit, and there was a massive patch of diesel. Right, it was just shocking. Right, and obviously diesel, brand new tires. Right, it just. You know, yeah. on a, on a, on a bend, it was just it was going to happen, right? Aye. And I blamed Darren because I was going to see him. So um, <laughs> I genuinely felt guilty. <laughs> I genuinely felt guilty. I I'm like, I did, 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 did I, I should have taken that along the bloody motorway. I shouldn't have gone the wee country roads uh, on a, on a slightly wet stuff. So that's my fault completely. But um, uh, but 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 I have I do uh, I can understand why it freaks people out, especially if, if something you know. I, I haven't been able to get back on a motorbike since then. Not because I don't just want because, to, just, just because, because of weather been and, and road conditions and everything. Yeah. You know, and and the longer the longer that I'm unable to get on a bike because of weather or road conditions or whatever, the more apprehensive I do feel creeping into your head. It just ebbs away nah. your head until I get on that bike. Yes, you know what I mean. Uh, and I think to me, it's like it just it's like one of one of those things where if something bad happens, to you, the first thing. You, as soon as you can get back in that bike or get back in that car, if it's you know what I mean, or if you fall off a horse, get back in the horse, you know, whatever that is that's that's giving you a wee fright or giving you a wee bit of insecurity, you know, get get back on it it's because the, because the, it can if you don't if you let it, it can really pick away. Aye, what you doing? It's the Top Gun analogy. Getting back in here. Getting back. Getting back. Exactly. In, yeah. No, literally in the air. Exactly, in your case. You know. But aye, you're absolutely right. And then, and then you'll get that beautiful moment at the end of Hot Shots when when he throws away his father's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. It's out your head. I hope I never get to that stage <laughs> where I'm throwing <laughs> oh, somebody's eyes away. Said, so you know, I love that about when he said they've always said he's, they always said you've got your father's eyes. What, I a, know. what an them, absolutely horrific check in that would be. Case. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> what did you do this week? I threw away my threw father's, father's eyes. eyes. So yes. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you know go. Mean? Nothing happens for ages, and then all of a sudden, a sudden it all happens at once. Exactly. Everything. So there you go. So there you go, folks. 
that is chicken. Well, play, I, I might as well play. I'm going to play this and be really embarrassing. The big question, which is just horrific. Uh, the big question this week is: Who is Teapot One? Uh, as yeah, as we have mentioned on the show before, we follow a number of YouTubers, and one of our absolute favourites has kindly agreed to come on the show and have a chat with us. This man's brew time chats are one of the reasons that we decided to actually start our show of our own. Yep. So if you're looking for someone to blame, it's his fault. Um, <laughs> ladies and gents, I am genuinely super excited and we've been chatting before we started recording um, and I'm still a wee little bit starstruck, but again, to welcome to our humble little show, YouTube sensation, motorbike influencer, globe trotting legend, Teapot One. <laughs> Cheers, gents. <laughs> Chris, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Uh, Cheers, lads. I, I thought we'd... we'd already started. Sorry, I didn't realise we were just having a wee chat. No, that was us just shooting the breeze. That was, <laughs> to be fair, I was sitting there going, we should be recording this. There's some good stuff happening here. <laughs> some really good stuff happening. Come on. If the rest of this is dull, then yeah. I would really... Dis- but I'm not be disappointed because... You know, it won't be dull. Chat, it won't be dull. So. But there we go. Uh, I'll let you start. So we'll start firing some questions, if that's all right with yourself. And, uh, and we'll just uh, see where we end up. So whenever we get people on a couple of times with a few people on, we've got a kind of standard four questions that we start with, just to kind of warm warm, warm the, the listeners up, do you know? To be honest, because, Why are you doing that? Because oh, okay. well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a showman. It's nervous you know? excitement. Nervous excitement. So um, uh, first four questions. What are you riding? What got you into biking? What is your dream bike? Oh, that could be a difficult one because uh, there's so many good bikes out there. And then what's Aye. your dream trip or dream road to go on? Oh, so wow. what are you riding at right. the moment? What am I riding? I only own one roadworthy bike at the moment, and that <laughs> is my trusty tractor, the the GS, GS1250. Um, I've still got the Jixxer Thou that I took on the world trip, but it's it's not roadworthy at the moment. It, like all the, most of the fairings are held on with like bungee cord and been plastic welds and cable tied back together. And I've I've not turned the engine since 2015. So, um, you know, it'll, it, it would need a fair bit of work to get it past the MOT because most of the back of the bike's hanging off. Um, but I will be getting that back on the road at some point. And then I've got a little wee cheap Chinese import 125cc that... I got as part of the TV show I did last year, and that's sat in the garage needing some work. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I'm going to do something. So that's what I'm riding at the moment, GS. Right. Uh, although this does sound like um, your bike with the bungee cords would probably still start better than your BMW. Today, <laughs> Too, soon. Too, soon, Too, soon. Too soon. Too soon, Too soon. Too soon. What got you into biking then? What was, you know, what was the kind of thing... How long have well, you been biking? You know as well. No, I've not been. I've not been riding that long. Two thousand and eight, July, no June two thousand. Or was it July? That's terrible. Can't remember. It's either June or July. I think it was June. I, I, the reason I'm I'm trying to remember when it was is because I basically passed my bike test just before my mum passed away because she was she was like a big influence as to as to why I, I did my test. Um, I first got into bikes. When I was wee, I was about four, five, and I remember my dad used to work offshore in the rigs, and I remember my dad coming home on shore one time with a pal of his, and his pal turned up on a great 
big blue Suzuki bandit. I think this thing looked massive to me because I was only wee. And I remember he picked me up and he punked me on the uh, on the tank of the bike. And from then on, I was like, bikes are... Can we swear in this? Are you allowed to swear? I go on. Absolutely, yeah. I, Absolutely. Just, I, I just... I just remember thinking bikes are fucking amazing. You know, <laughs> I, I want one of these. But obviously, my mom and my dad were like, no, bikes are dangerous. You're not having a bike. You're not having a bike. You're not having a bike. So I never had one growing up. And then in my teenage years and into my 20s, and once I moved in, down to London and, you know, I ended up joining the old bill. And I always thought, I want a bike. I want a bike. I want a bike. But when you're scraping people up off the road <laughs> who are on bikes, you're kind of like, mm, maybe I won't. But then... Um, there was just one one day my mom had uh, my mom had fought cancer for near on ten years, and um, towards the end I moved her in to live with me. It's a long story, but I ended up moving her in to to live with me while she was going through her treatment. We didn't think we didn't think this was the end or anything. It was just um, basically my folks had emigrated, so when she came back to the UK to go through her treatment, I said, "Come and live with me while you're doing that." Yeah. And one day uh, we were watching the telly and Long Way Round came on the telly. And I'd already seen Long Way Round. You know, my mom and dad had bought me the box set back in, what was it, 2004, something like that when it came out. So I'd seen it all and I remember thinking, I want to do that. That's something I want to do at some point, you know. Uh, But I'd never done it. And then 2008 comes along, I'm sat there on the couch watching it with my mom. And I start moaning and saying, you know, it's all, all right for McGregor with all that money. You know, Hollywood celeb, everything everyone else says, you know, if I had all that money, I'd go and do this, I'd go and do that. And my mum just turned around to me and she said, look, you've you've always spoke about riding a bike and you've never done it. And you, you've you always spoke about travelling, you've never done it. And she said, don't get to my stage in life where you're facing the end and you regret what you've not done. You know, she said, as far as we know, we get one chance at this. So look after those that you love, but live your life. And um, it, it genuinely was like a thunderbolt going off. You know, it was just like, Jesus, right, I'm going to do this. And I, I picked my laptop up there and then, and I Googled, how do you pass, how do you get a motorbike license? And the DAS thing came up and that was it. I found a DAS near me, booked myself on it and bosh, done. So by the time I, I'd done the DAS course and I, I passed the test, I failed first time so I put my foot down in a U-turn. So um, All the best people passed, first time, it's all right. Absolutely. It's amazing how many people do fail first time. So uh, I passed the test and I went straight to my, my local sort of dealership, p and in, in Crawley, and I picked up my brand new G6R600 that I'd bought. So that was that had been sat there waiting for me. Put on my, my two-piece Dionysi leathers and um, jumped on the bike and, and I rode it to the hospice where my mum had, uh, she decided she wanted to pass away in a hospice. She didn't want to, to pass away in my flat, bless her. So um, I rode it to St. Christopher's Hospice in Penge, walked into her ward, saw her at the other end of the ward and shook the keys, said, look, I've, I've done it, I've passed my test. So she gave me a, a big hug and um, she just said, look, promise me that you'll you'll do this trip. Promise me you'll do it. So um, I did. And uh, sadly, five days later, she, she lost her battle. And um, that was it, really. I was I was going around the world, so I decided to leave on our birthday, October the first. First, um, at the time I was in the old bill, and I knew we had the Olympics coming. I've jumped forward a wee bit here, but I'll, I'll be as quick as I can. Um, okay, your time, mate. I knew That's a good story. 
<laughs> I knew we had the Olympics coming at 2012, so I thought there's no way I would be able to take uh, like a sabbatical from work. In the old bill, you could take up to a five-year unpaid career break right. within within reason. So um, I was trying to take two years unpaid leave to go and do this trip, but I knew I couldn't do that until the Olympics were done because it was it was all hands on deck basically for the Olympics. So. I thought I'll go 2012 October 1st and and that was it. Wow. Set a date in mind and off we went. It's it's amazing how these life you know these significant events happen in life and change. Mm. change uh, and of course, and I've heard that. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> yeah. having watched the channel and listened to loads of the brew times, I've I've heard that story a couple of times and it still <sighs> it, it still gets to me. Do you know what I mean? That just something like that that has went on that long and then you might as well listen go and do it and that that slogan yeah. I know we we've got a question later just how you came up with that which you kind of answered but that whole live your life thing it just yeah. it, it does you know I mean it, it, there's no better way to do it yeah, do you know I mean just not. just go and do it go and live your life I mean you only, you only get one shot this isn't a rehearsal just go and enjoy yourself because you just don't know yeah and that, I mean, absolutely I understand that feel my mum again I lost my mum same through cancer and it, she was very, I mean, it was only what five months between diagnosis and and losing mm. her, but um, so but it was it was very much the same that kind of you know don't don't do not um just you know go on and enjoy and do things that you really enjoy yeah. doing. So absolutely, uh, you know, it's it, it and it is something like that that just makes you realise yeah you've just got to you've got to have fun and and. Definitely. You know, but it's, you, you can't be, it's weird though, because you can't be reckless, can't you? You know, you, you can't just go, screw it, I'm going to I'm gonna spend all my money and go and do this, or I'm going to yeah. go and do that, I'm going to do that. You kind of have to, you've got to live for today, but plan for tomorrow. It's yeah. like a happy, a happy balance, isn't it? But, you know, I've basically since then, that's kind of how I've tried to live my life really is, is live my life yeah. you know, <laughs> as best you can. Well, that's kind of, that, that was kind of that, thing you mean that you you always say at the end of every show or the end of every um at the uh. end of every video that kind of we were obviously sat during lockdown and we were obviously chatting and there's a group of us that where we all used to work and we'd all on that kind of motorbike group where we all kind of mm. rode and we all shared parking spots yep. and stuff like that at, at the work and um me and Ian were obviously chatting away and stuff and I was like ah during lockdown I was like ah we should just give this a go. How hard can it be? And what's the worst that happens? We put it out there, nobody listens to it, and then we'll just forget about it and we'll go on. And we did the first one, and you know yourself, a little bit nervous at the, at the start, yeah, yeah, but yeah. by like half hour in, we just forgot we were recording and we were just chatting Aye. absolute garbage, you know what I mean, for Aye. tours. And we'd finished it and went, this is just, hey, let's just keep doing this. Let's yeah. just see how yeah. far we can push it. Yeah. So I totally get what you, you mean, it is, it's, it's, it's finding that balance where don't, you mean don't know do something because of the fear of failing or the fear of you mean actually just plan to do it. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do Aye. it right this second, but you mean yeah, absolutely. Go and do it. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. I mean, like no no successes ever come around from from not attempting something. Do you know what I yep. mean? No no one's ever gonna make something happen if you don't at least give it a try the first time. Yeah, and you're probably gonna have to try it. You know. Ten times, a hundred times, a thousand times, ten thousand. Who knows? You, you might, you're going to fail. There, there's no doubt without it about it. You will fail uh, initially. Of, I'm saying fail. That's a fucking horrible expression. But do you know what I mean? Like you might not achieve, <laughs> not succeed. What, what you set out with, 
initially, you know, you might not reach whatever level it is that you want to get to initially, but you just have to keep going, keep going and keep going and figure out your path. And eventually you get there. That's just life, isn't it? Yeah, totally. yeah. It is life. You'll see in the background, I've got, I'm a big ice hockey fan. Mm. You mean? So yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So we go, to, we go to ice hockey stuff and we all fall ice hockey. And I think it's Wayne Gretzky says, you will miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Yep. And absolutely, that's, that's what I was trying mean? to think of. Yeah, Aye, yeah, yeah. That, it's absolutely yeah. true. I mean, if you don't know if you don't try it, you'll never know. Yep. So, mm. um, dream bike. There's a tough one for you because you've driven a lot of bikes. So, if money was no Aye. object, what would you go for? God, do you know? Depends what you want, though. You know, it depends what you want out of a bike. I mean, I, I am I am a massive fan of the new Gen Three. Uh, KTM Super Duke car. I think it's just an, for me. It is an amazing machine. I love it. It's it's an utter maniac. But if you want it to be, but it's also really well behaved. The fueling's beautiful. I think it looks stunning. It sounds amazing. It handles gloriously. But sadly, it's a KTM, and you know, <laughs> the, the, even the press one that I had, I only got three rides out of it before it shit itself in my garage. Um, and that was just a simple hose, you know, it's a brand new bike and it was just a simple hose came off. Um, but that's just, you know, maybe that's just the character of a KTM. I don't know, but I, I love that bike. But then another bike, which was, which has been a, a huge shock to me. I almost feel like I've given up on life when I say this, but the Goldwing, the Honda Goldwing. <clears throat> oh, mate, it's amazing. One. Oh, it's just outstanding. I have. I, I would love to get a test driving one. I'm going to chat up our local dealer to see if they'll let yeah. us take their demo on it because it's yeah, yeah. so many. It, my, and I always know if the, the likes of yourself, Vida, Lamb Chops, TMF, if you guys actually put your hand in your pocket and buy a bike, then <laughs> I know that that to me is the well. These guys ride loads of bikes. And if they're liking that bike, Andy's maybe a bit of an exception because Andy's got way too much money, if you ask me. And Andy, if you're listening, I apologise, but you've got way too much money. His he enjoys is huge. his money. He's he enjoys his money. Huge. But the fact that he went out and bought one with his own cash was like, mm. and, and again, they're no cheap. Do you know what I mean? And they are touring bikes. Do you know what I mean? Um, but aye, I, I, it's just that. Do you know, like the biggest surprise for me with the KTM, with the with the Goldwing, is I I thought the Goldwing was going to be a mile muncher. I thought it was going to be a dual carriageway, a motorway machine. It's absolutely not. It's the most boring bike you'll ever chuck your leg over if all you're going to do is sit on the motorway or dual carriageways. It's not fast. They're limited. It was limited to 113 mile an hour, obviously on a private road. But you know, you, you would think. On a big two point, what is it? Two point five liter, or whatever that, that bike is. I was expecting that thing to be like a rocket ship up to sort of reasonable, you know, reasonable speed. Reasonable speed, like one hundred thirteen is no reasonable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I, I was expecting you put the B thing all your hair for. Aye, the B black square. this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, with that bike, with it, with a Goldwing comes alive, is in a backcountry twisties. You know, like your B roads, your really Aye. tight, yeah. gnarly, twisty stuff. That it is incredible handling bike. You can you can put it on its ear. It's stunning. And when you wow. whack it in sport mode, the grunt is just beautiful for 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 like B road or twisty A road riding. It is an awesome machine. And yeah. you can put you can put someone on the back, and they're in total luxury. 
my missus loved pillion on that and she oh, wow. hates riding a bike <laughs> and she was like yeah buy one of these I said, give me the money and i will <laughs> yeah no bother yeah, okay. hang on let yeah, yeah, yeah. that tree at the bottom of the garden and pluck some fibers aye yeah, yeah. Aye, that's the aye, that's surprising but i i suppose it is difficult because i know you were a fan of the was it street fighter you were a fan of the was it the street fighter street fighter no i've not ridden that oh, i've not ridden a street fighter no wow I think uh, you're a fan of that. The, no, I took out I took out one of the old multi stradas. Right. I had a shot of one of them. Um they were they're good. Yeah, that, that that was good. I've not ridden the V four um yet. I'm trying to get hold of Ducati UK is a bit of a nightmare. But um yeah, I've not ridden the the, the new multi strada yet. Uh that's probably because they're still fixing the engines. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> I tell you the the new MV Augustus. You know, if you if you want a bit of bling for your garage, the new MVs. I, I rode I rode some of the inline fours a couple of years ago, and in all in all honesty, I just I thought they were, I just thought they were useless for the road because unless you were doing a hundred and ten plus, there just there was no point in that bike. It was it was oh, really? just junk. But the new ones, even the inline four, even the 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 thousand cc inline four. Was beautiful chops and I had them for the fish and chip run right. for the big hunt. Right, yeah. I had the triple eight hundred and chops uh, had the thousand and obviously, right. yeah. And we swapped around on them. I, I preferred the triple eight hundred, but the thousand inline four was so much better than the previous ones I'd ridden. Yeah, I don't know what Envy have done, but they've they've really they've really nailed the road riding for their inline fours are great not again way, but you you did look like you were shifting at times do you know what I mean between chip shops and those two <laughs> no, you're hungry but I think the is, I don't think they were that hungry because <laughs> it was like are you hungry no, no really no <laughs> yeah no really got to stuff another fish and chip chip supper in Jesus Aye, it's, like, it's a hard life isn't it <laughs> Um. Last, this is the last of the yeah, question, yeah. or the last of the, the average bikers question. Which is your dream trip or road? Which I'm in, really interested in, considering what we're going to talk about later. Right. <laughs> You've gone um, round the world, like. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, the dream trip, I've kind of, I've kind of done, but there's still, there's a lot that I didn't do on, on the world trip. So, you know, for, for me, I think my dream trip would be the trip I set off to do initially, which was in my eyes, properly around the world, you know, all around Europe, all around Africa, through the Middle East, all over sort of Northern Europe, right across Russia, Kazakhstan, Mongolia, uh, India. I missed out India, I missed out China. I really wanted to do Nepal. I wanted to ride to Everest base camp, but didn't do that. Um, I never got to New Zealand, so I'd love to do that. I never got to the very bottom of South America, Ushuaia. All right. So I'd love to get there. And I'd, I'd basically love to do all of South America because I did the Pan-American, basically the, the west side of South America from Santiago and Chile up. So there's like Brazil and everything. Oh. It's such a huge continent, South America. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'd love to, I'd love to do more of that. I would love to spend a lot more time in Mexico because that was, that was amazing. People are so friendly, man. It's just, it's just a great country. And yet, the la and yet, ironically, the last 
long, what was it? The, long way up. Uh, you and Charlie's long way up. Mexico was the one everybody was pure panicking about. Yeah, yeah like, understandably, you know, there's a lot. Of, there is some nasty things going on there for sure. But like, like Russia, Russia. I mean, this is topical at the moment. Russia <laughs> was probably <laughs> Russia was probably one of the biggest surprises for me. Bear in mind, it was back 2012, 2013. I I went through Russia, but it was such a friendly country. The people were amazing. They really were, you know, and the, the polar opposite of what I thought Russians were going to be. It was, it was a real eye-opener. I think Russia's one of the, having watched your thing and just realising just how beautiful certain parts of Russia is, because obviously Aye. watching you're in the world trip, there were certain things in Russia, I was like, what is that? And then you start Googling and you learn more about Russia, but you're right, the people just seemed so willing to help and so mm. chilled out and you're going do you know what I, I, I wouldn't want to drive around the whole of Russia but drive around certain parts of Russia and see some of the things that you would obviously again that's not going to happen for a couple of years now but aye, you kind of yeah, looking at it yeah. and going aye that, that that was a surprise you know what I mean for me watching your thing was the mm. the just how as you say how different Russia actually is do you yeah. mean to, and I think, you mean, I know we're talking about you and Charlie when they did theirs back in 2000 and whatever. Uh -huh. You didn't really see that much of Russia. Do you no, mean it was kind of in and out, and it was more about getting to the Road of Bones and getting to Magadan and that mm -hmm. part. He didn't, whereas you covered so much of Russia. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I do get it with, with you and Charlie, though, because, you know, they, they were creating a TV show. So, they have the whole backup and the film crew that are with yeah. them and the whole support that goes with them. But they're, they're also going to be, I mean, it's Ewan McGregor at the end of the day. It's Ewan McGregor Aye. with a film crew. So the Russian authorities are going to be all over that because Aye. they're oh, going to be no, very conscious this, that... Aye. Don't look up that so street. Much, keep, it's, it's not so much that. It's that, that obviously they're going to want to portray the best possible image they can of their country aren't they so they're going to they're going to want they're only going to want that film crew to see the absolute best that they can show them do you know what i mean so obviously there's going to be the security side of it as well for, for sure for sure there is but i think i think maybe with something like the long way around where you've got a full on like film crew coming i know it was only uh, oh god what was his name Oh, the, the the cameraman, I've forgotten his oh, name. Um, I'm so oh, sorry, yeah. I've forgotten his name. Claudio. You know, Claudio. Claudio. Sorry, Claudio. Claudio you know, sorry, it, Claudio. It, it was only Claudio sort of there on the on the bike, but they did have other people with them, other camera crew there as well for for certain stages. And um, I, I I do think they get a little bit of unnecessary criticism for 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 their trip because you know they, they're trying to produce a proper. TV series, so their hands are a wee bit tied, you know. And I know there's certain things that happened, especially doing the Road of Bones, which maybe weren't as random as they were made out to be. You know, there was, there was things set up for, but it made for really good viewing, and it made me want to do that trip, you know. Exactly, and it probably inspired the whole load of other people to go. Do you know what? <laughs> Absolutely, I want a bike. Maybe know someone yeah, yeah, yeah. in the world, Aye. but I want yeah. a bike. I I just think yeah. you mean seeing how friendly the people were in your trip, I don't see why that's the, you I mean, because I know you look at, obviously, you I mean, uh, let, try not to go too topical here, but obviously what's going on in 
you mean my daughter's at that age, she's almost 18, and you mean she's doing politics and things like that at school. And this is obviously quite a good conversation we have in our house. And I'm going, but probably having watched your videos and seen how those people are, I'm going, it's probably 99% of people in Russia don't want all this carry on that's going no. on at the minute because no. they are so chilled out. They are, and they don't want to be losing Champions League finals and Grand Prix and all this kind of stuff. They just want to mm. be at peace, get on with their stuff and live live their life, ironically. Aye. Um, welcome, and it's just that, visitors, aye, and it's just that 1% that's... that's that obviously are in power that's ruining yeah. it for them. I, I've, sure. been, again, I've been to Russia uh, to St. Petersburg, which again mm. was not at all what I imagined Russia was going to look like. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, it's like, very European, isn't it? Yeah, it's very Petersburg. European to be fair. So, but everybody, yeah. as you say, everybody was super friendly and so yeah, welcoming yeah, yeah. for you to come in. You know, even even the border guys at the border were actually kind of genuinely wanting you to come in and see, you know, the, the, the bits of St. Petersburg that were just stunning, you know. And I'll, I'll I'll tell you that 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 was something that was reinforced almost every single country I, I went to on my trip. You know, I went to fifty four different countries, and I would say almost every single one, everybody is exactly the same as us. Everybody is just as you said already in this. Everyone is just wanting to crack on with their life. They want to look after their own family and their friends, and they they will help if they can you know if they're in a position to help they will and you, you find people just opening up their lives to you inviting you into their homes and some of them have got absolutely hee-haw they've got nothing like they live in a shack but they open that up to you and whatever they've got they will they will give it's, it's really humbling to to travel overland not fly in get a bus to a, like the tourist hotspot yeah. and live in your little tourist cocoon, but to travel overland where you're crossing borders with normal local people, mixing with normal local people, taking the roads, the paths, the tracks, shopping, getting your fuel where the normal people go. It, it is a really humbling experience. I, I urge everybody to give it a go. It's, it's awesome for the soul. That's episode eighteen. We're going around the world. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. You better tell. Okay that. Better tell Susan. Better tell Susan. Um, I miss you'll have to walk the dogs a bit more. Hi, <laughs> take the dogs away. Sure, you get. Chuck them on the back. Hi. Uh, where are we? Uh, so um, we'll get to the main. That, that wasn't even Aye. the main question. That wasn't even the main question. That was just our four questions. Four questions. Uh, could be a long night. It could be. Glad yeah. Susan's walking the dogs. Absolutely. Uh, so, so for anyone that hasn't seen your channel, then. What do they get mm -hmm. when they join your 60,000 plus YouTube subscribers? Tell them exactly what Teapot One's all about. Do you know, uh, um, you've caught me, you've caught me really at a bit of a, a moment because I'm not entirely sure. I'm not really sure what the channel is about. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely am I'm not because I started the channel to document the, the world trip. And then once the, the trip was done, I thought that was it. It was it was finished now. So I didn't do anything for a couple of years, and I really missed the interaction. You know, like in the comments, and I, I just missed being on camera and yep. and like having a bit of a an integration with the community. So I only had about six hundred subs by the time I finished the trip. It wasn't it wasn't big, and so so end of two thousand and sixteen, I just started doing vids because. Loads of people had been in touch over the last year or two asking me, you know, what what you're doing now, how's life, how are you, you know, loads of questions. I, I 
got off people. So I just started, I think I did a Q&A or a couple of Q&A vids just running through questions that people had asked. Cheers, thanks. And um, I'd start following people like Casey Neistat, you know, some, he, he was big on YouTube at the time. And I, I just loved that vlogging style. So it, I sort of made it a bit of a vlogging channel. So mm-hmm. it started with some just vlog, vloggy type vids. And then uh, I think, and then I started doing trips again, like, I did a couple in Europe uh, and then I started going to Spain all the time, taking mates to to Spain. So we just started doing a lot of trips to Spain and a lot of trips around the UK. And it just sort of, it just sort of grew and grew really. And then uh, I started doing the odd bit of review stuff. Then something happened where I, I, I made the decision to leave my my previous employer. So I went full, I was in a position where I could go full time at this. And then COVID hit. And so I, I couldn't travel. I couldn't do anything that I'd sort of set my mind up that the channel was going to be all about travel and, and meeting people and experiencing new things again. So it just became a bike review channel because that's all I could do was just, you know, the manufacturers were still giving bikes. So I was just doing yeah. bike reviews. And they, to be fair, they get a lot of views. You know, the touring stuff doesn't get any views, really. So all of a sudden, the, the channel started getting a lot of views compared to what it normally did. And um, I was just like, oh, is this is this what I do now then? Do I, do I just do bike reviews? I just don't, I don't, I don't want to be just another bike review channel, you know? So I'm, I'm sort of in that stage at the moment going, shit, what, what is the channel? What I'm, what I'm all about. So I'd be interested to know, what do you think, what, what do you think the channel's about? See, for me, it started with the, because the first thing I ever watched on your channel was the, the world tour. Was mm-hmm. you jetting, jetting, but you were jetting, you mean you were the jigsaw. But you were going around, obviously around the world, and that kind of started it. And then I kind of I didn't watch much after that, and then went back to the channel. And you're right, there was a lot of reviews on there, and I'm going, oh, this is quite nice because you get to know about bikes. Normally, I would never have went out and test drove anyway, but for me, the I I, I personally enjoy the the trips because again, it's maybe somewhat like the Slovenia one at the minute. Slovenia is number mm. no. I would never have thought. Uh, oh, do you know what? You know what's really nice to go Slovenia. You know I mean, right. I would never have thought of that. And then yeah. it was off the back of kind of falling, no, yeah, falling in love again with how people can go away for three, four, five, ten. You know I mean three weeks sometimes and do these things. It's not taking four hundred days out of your life to go around no. the world, but you can no. you can take a week off and go and explore somewhere, even if it no. is, you mean the North Coast five hundred, or go around Wales for three or four days, or just through the tunnel and done and go to the Picos or whatever. And that's the, then that kind of I was like caught up to date with everything you were going. I'm going. What am I going to watch now? I've got an itch and I can't scratch it. <laughs> and then that's when I discovered Richie Vida. Because obviously, you guys, I think, had done um, the whole... Bike versus planes. The, uh, that thing. <laughs> the bike versus planes. <laughs> the, the, the Top Gear thing, uh, as you guys call it. Um, and then when I got his, then I started watching his stuff as well. And he'd obviously been doing the Wild Bad stuff. So mm-hmm. for me, I tune in for that. I don't really bother about the bike reviews as much because mm. everybody's doing bike reviews. 
And Aye. everybody's got their own opinion. And for what you mm. might enjoy in a bike, I might not enjoy in a bike. You might not enjoy yeah. in a bike. So I, I, I think don't no, I think what you've got and from watching obviously the travelling stuff and, and you know and then the fun the, the real fun stuff like the you know the, the silly stuff like the chip shop run and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it gives a level of trust that actually makes your bike reviews, in my opinion, more more relevant to me because right. I, I see in myself that that kind of level of fun for a biker or that kind of level of understanding that I've got with biking mm-hmm. you know and I'm not you know I'm not a point and squirt guy I, I, I would you know excuse I'd, me <laughs> you're a witness <laughs> you're a witness yeah exactly um, you know I'm glad the family door was completely <laughs> shut, shut at this point. point you know I, I don't want to jump on a Hayabusa and just kind of point in a straight line and go and see, see what happens right I'm refraining um, at this point I know you're doing well you're I doing know well. thanks and uh, uh, you know but I, but like for instance because I was really interested in that sports dress I really I really wanted to you know understand the sports dress you were the first person that I wanted to see on the sports dress and watch the review right. um, around that because I just it's about having a connection with, with, a, with a presenter that you, you trust um, right. you know you trust what, what you're saying is is um, is not influenced by Harley or influenced by you know whoever you're, you're on the bike with you're genuinely telling the truth so you know I think it's a nice balance to it's have funny. both you know and, and, and I mean I don't know what it's like in terms of commercially if the, if the bike reviews can uh, help you do the travelling kind of stuff and things like that, but um, I would I would watch your bike reviews because I've seen you travel um, around you know different parts of the world and say, well, mm. actually, th- th- I, I get this guy, I get I get what mm. you're doing, and and I understand um, what you're saying, and and, and it's, it's kind of my way of thinking, or, or or it's not my way of thinking, you know, in 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 that sense, and I think well, that, yeah. but I trust that you're you're no bullshitting it, you know what I mean? You're you're, you're, you're being genuinely saying this is exactly what I do or do not like with you know with this bike, for instance. So I think the, I think the only one review of yours I actually purposely went looking for, and I I, I mean it's going to sound weird, is when you took the live wire out. Oh, yeah. Purely yeah. Be, purely because you know, yeah, we, yeah. we'd had the whole plane thing and someone took, was it Andy... Andy Mancam. Andy Mancam took the Zero <coughs> and you mm-hmm. were obviously on, on combustion bikes and obviously combustion is, you I mean, it's, it's still, I mean, electric bikes for me, there's still, still a lot needs to be done in order for that to be like for me a commercial switch but having ridden the live wire myself i was like oh i can't wait to see what teapot makes of this and then when you went out and done it i was like watched it and went aye aye that's exactly how i felt because it was the oh it's flying so i think that's the only one i ever went purposely at the way to watch do you know what i mean was the the live wire one purely because i just wanted to see if your reaction was the same as my reaction when i took it it was the fact that it's just it's like a spaceship yeah do you know what i mean isn't it a lot of the electric bikes are like that they you know they are a real i i thought i might just get i thought they might be a bit of a one-trick pony you know like initially once you've rang its neck and felt that torque that'll be that okay it's done now but it, it just never it never gets old you know i, I still enjoy riding electric bikes and i've i've been riding them for like three years now but i still i still love it i, I wouldn't spend my own money on one yet you know uh, not yet no, we're not, not ready yet, grand, but, no. no no for sure but um you know i don't think i don't think we're a million miles away yet. i i i, I genuinely don't think we're a million miles away 
No, I think the infrastructure's not there. It's okay if it's just one of you. But we did a thing on the when I was doing the motorbike TV show last year. We did a thing with three of us going away on the bikes, and that really highlighted how shit the infrastructure is. Aye. When there's it, only two charging stations, Aye. yeah, or or, or or none of them work. We went to a place. We went to a place in where, where the hell were we? So we town Essex away. Anyway, um, it it had a purpose-built electric sort of station so this this car park was just for electric vehicles and they had 18 charging stations there one worked <laughs> one worked out of 18 Aye. So, and, uh, and then the other like, 17 <laughs> 16 were taken up by audi drivers i don't yeah, know where yeah, people yeah. are getting the money for these e-trons but i see them everywhere the, the things the thing that frustrates me about that is when when it's hybrid cars and they, and they plug them in and you're like, you, you know, and you know fine well that you're you're doing ten miles in electric and three hundred miles in diesel. Do you know what I mean? You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I you know, know your vanity know. project. Um, <laughs> I've never watched. I think my, that's not true. I've never watched. I have watched the Brew Time podcasts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you video them and put the videos out as well. I think the only Aye. ones I've ever watched purely because I like having the podcast just on in my ear, so that I can mm-hmm. go on with cleaning the bike or doing whatever it is yeah, and, I hear, and hear the gab going on in the background and kind of chuckling away to myself and the amount of times I've went through the house with Owen and obviously you get your little earbuds in and nobody really kind of sees you with them in and then I just start giggling and folk go oh, he's lost it again you know what I mean but actually I'm listening to some of the hilarity we there. said that before you started listening to podcasts <laughs> uh, yeah, true. sometimes I just giggle without the earbuds in um, but the ones that usually have you know I mean what I what use guys class is the boy band the ones that usually mm-hmm. have the boy band, I always watch those because I like to see the action on some of the other guys' faces. Just because <laughs> some of them, Richie Vida takes a fair bit of abuse on, you know what I mean? He takes most <laughs> stick on these, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, and plus, if it's kind of remote, I always like to see kind of what kind of sex toy Andy uh, TMS got, got in the background. background. So yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I watch those, but the rest of the podcast I'll listen to um, purely mm-hmm. for that reason. But I like the way that you split the channel um, because I think Aye. that meant, for me, it meant that was everything else I could just watch on the normal channel. And then, obviously, when we did the boy band or a boy band reunion, I could just jump onto the Brew Time channel and just see that and no. scroll through and find it. So that was a that was quite a clever idea. Um, rather, well, than I had to do that because the the podcast, the videos for the podcast were were crucifying the main channel. Because uh, when I, when I first started doing it, the, it was like the algorithm loved it because the the view like the average view duration was about 28 minutes 29 minutes which for youtube is enormous it's massive most most big channels out there the average view duration is like 2 3 minutes maybe maybe 4 it's it's not big um whereas with the podcast it was 28 29 minutes so the algorithm was like awesome Yay! so it started i, I could see it chucking <laughs> me out to a whole new audience and it was like brilliant I've, you know I've cracked it awesome but then very quickly within a couple of weeks it's like the, the the algorithm sort of went okay so we're getting about 28 29 minute view duration but three people are watching the vid rather than the usual x amount you know yeah. so it was like oh yeah. and, and then it and then it literally it stopped shipping me out to anywhere near the audience that I had before so it, it just nosedive so I was like no what am I going to do so that's why I started up the second channel and punted everything over to there 
took a while, but managed to you know to bring it all back again. But um, yeah, yeah. So the, the the two separate channels seems to be the way to go for sure. Because I think we'd we'd initially just started when we obviously published the well, we published the broadcast. Yep. There's the option to click a button and you get like the video version, but there's obviously no images on it. You just get the the actual audio. Aye, just like yeah. And yeah. we'd have been putting that onto YouTube, and it's like we'd always kind of went right. Well, that gives us another medium for folk to, but it's so difficult to try and maintain that as well as all the other ones that you're trying to do. Mm. And we're thinking. Mm-hmm. Is there any point? Because if we're going to start then doing like maybe reviews or tours or that kind of little, is it worth us putting it all in that big melting pot or do we just keep it separate? And so I think we've, for the new, we're kind of saying, right, let's just leave YouTube. Every, you mm-hmm. mean, leave everyone else. Everyone else usually gets the podcasts and the other kind of podcast platforms anyway. And folk, as we've seen, don't listen to them. You mean without the video? I think if we had the video, it might be slightly different. But the the the, the one time we, we we put the video up the podcast and it was the sports Aye. rest because we taken the sports rest that's out. Right. That's probably been our best views because mm-hmm. uh, you know obviously sports rest will have triggered, triggered a lot of. It's back to what you yeah, were saying yeah. about the views. So the fact that we, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, yeah. I, I would suggest though. I genuinely would suggest just ha- have a channel just have a channel on youtube for the video version of your podcast have your audio podcast and have a video version as well and then you know another channel which will do your your on bike stuff or you know your normal stuff so well, not normal but do you know what i mean anything that's not what anything we're doing not, here yeah. have that on the other channel and you can just have the two of them running alongside by side and as your as your podcast grows an audience you'll naturally get a drip feed of them who will want to watch video. For, for me, it's about, I would say, I, I get about, I think I get about somewhere in the region of maybe twelve to 15,000 downloads a month on the audio side of it. But on the video side, I'll maybe get 700 views to maybe 1,500 views for a vid. It's a, uh, it's a you know, 10, so it's a massive, it's a big 10%. drop. Yep. But, <clears throat> but, you know, it... I managed to monetize the podcast YouTube channel reasonably quickly because I had, you know, as soon as I put out there that I split the channels, then some of that following on the main channel, they do like watching the videos. So, so the, the podcast videos, so they jumped across. So quickly I got to that sort of monetization level and then you've got two platforms that are monetized. And although the podcast makes like 15 quid a month, 20 quid a month, it's nothing, but it's something you know, and it's it's something that's there, and that can just grow in the background. Beer money, so it's, it's worth doing. It's beer, well, beer yeah, money know, for the next show. I was going to say it's um, it's a tank of fuel, but it's not even a tank of fuel anymore, no, is it? No. It's like half a tank now. No, and I don't know. I don't know how dear it is down there, but up here it's still like was it one forty two point nine or something for eating? Oh, well. There's a couple of there's a couple of petrol stations down here. Cobham services and the M25. I think that's 180 for um, for uh, super unleaded now. Yeah, I, I, I drove down to London. I'm nearly weekend, 30 quid to yeah. fill up the GS, like a, a normal, not a GS adventure, but a GS. a GS. So I think it's about 29 quid to fill it up now. Wow. Ouch. Yeah, tell me. Ouch. You've, yeah. not, you've not got an ouch button in your thing. No, I know. <laughs> guess, guess what's going on for the next podcast? <laughs> ouch. A big ouch button. Um, let's talk a little bit more about, again, your Patreon members are going to love us if they're listening to this. Let's talk a bit more about you going around the world. Um, <laughs> what was your favourite country? 
or let, let's let's make it a little bit easier. What was your favourite part of the trip, and why? My favourite part, yeah, oh. or country. Genuinely, there were so many. You know, there's. Uh, I, I'd done a lot of Europe before, like mainland Europe. I'd done a, a lot of the main places before I went away, anyway. So, but I'd never done like the Scandinavian countries. So I found Norway. Norway was awesome, and I'm I'm dying to get back to Norway. I just love the place. The biking communities mega strong doesn't matter what you ride doesn't matter what you look like they they don't care you know if you're on one two three four they don't care just you're part of a a little sort of family it sounds corny but you are they really look after you in, in norway and the country is stunning it's massive and it's stunning so um i'd love to get back there finland was stunning just because there's bugger all there there's up in the north there is nothing it's just forest it's amazing i got charged by a moose it was just what a, what an insane place loved it charged um, by a moose. yeah yeah and we don't mean the then, angel delight variety we're no, talking no, full-blown no. eight feet thing with yeah, horns yeah. a horse a horse cow mutant thing yeah yeah um romania romania was amazing some great riding roads there and again really really friendly people not what you think you know you think you're gonna have the romanian sort of jippo pikey types and it's just it's not like that they're just really really nice people i've got great a pa- i've got a pal who's stunning. romanian and he's the nicest guy i think yeah, i've yeah. ever had the privilege of knowing yeah. even mm-hmm. though he's, he's he, 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 used to, he used to live in maidenhead and he's actually moved to maidenhead back home back to the motherland as he calls it um mm. and even now i mean they were doing a limited edition pepsi can thing which my daughter was desperate for couldn't get it anywhere and i text them and just said listen any chance you can see if, if they do them there and he texted me back literally within like a day and went i've got you six i'll sort <laughs> out shipping it out of you just send me your full address Bang, really? jobs are good, well, and I'm like, ah, awesome. that just sums. You know what I mean? They, they are. I, I totally get the Romania thing. So mm. super friendly. Uh, well, I've already said about Russia. I mean, again, I'd go back to Russia, no problem. Loved it. Uh, Japan, I, I, I did fall for Japan massively. It's, um, it is a beautiful, beautiful country with beautiful people. Just they are, they are so nice and respectful out in Japan. I just, I loved it. It was one of those places where I, I remember feeling almost at home. It was weird, you know, because they, they treated me like a god because I was a, a big, fat, bald, white geezer with a beard on a on a Suzuki and they just thought I was awesome. You know, they, was, they, they just opened the doors to me. It was, it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, I lived with a family over there for about three weeks, four weeks. An Aussie expat, uh, Pete. I don't know, Pete, if you're going to be watching, but... Um, Pete Wilkinson, he, he he sort of helped me out when I, I crashed, and he helped me rebuild the bike, and and basically I lived with him and his family for almost a month, and all his friends, you know, expats and and Japanese that I like, they all just sort of welcomed me into their lives and looked after me. Was, oh, what a place, loved it. Uh, yeah, that's that's I, on my list, definitely. I would agree. That for me, that's probably the highlight of the trip. Was the obviously you'd been because you went out and you'd done the up into the mountains and you had the barbecue and the, the yeah, campfire yeah, yeah. and all that and then obviously been the bike and then <laughs> and then it was lying in his guides for like what seemed an eternity but they were just yeah. so happy that you were there and you I mean nothing was an issue and it was like wow 
Mm. You know I mean, that to me, if you grew in the world and experience anything close to that, if you, even if you could, you know what I mean, drive from here to wherever and experience anywhere near that, then that just makes the trip. <coughs> do you know what I mean? Because that's something that you're going to take away and never. You, you can't. You can't go into. Um, would you call it? Uh, what's that? Travel site thing. Expedia. Expedia. You can't go into Expedia and go, I want to do this and click, click, click and then book that. That's only something that you fall into. So I that that was the high that that was one of my highlights of the of the Run the World thing was Pete and the building a bike and well stripping a bike down into a tiny number of parts and then having to get stuff shipped over and that must have been quite (laughs) stressful. I don't know if my blood pressure would have taken that right enough. I mean, only only, only I could take a Japanese bike to Japan and then crash it during the the, the two weeks that the Japanese take off. So every, like all the factories everywhere is shut in Japan for two weeks. Like so, like the Suzuki factory was was a couple of hours ride away from where I was. But there's no point. I couldn't go there because nothing's open. <laughs> They're not making anything. <laughs> the equivalent of the Glasgow Fair in Japan. Aye, aye it is. Aye. Aye, it is. So I ended up having to, we ended up having to buy all the parts off of some hooky like Japanese eBay site and uh, get them all shipped in from there. <laughs> oh, um, what was the hardest part of the trip then? And I think I know what the answer is, but I'm going to ask it anyway. It, there, there were two for me. There were two hardest parts. The first hardest part was leaving. That that first day leaving that that was really hard, just wrenching myself away from you know my missus, my family, my son, and all my my mates and and my life basically you know like the the life that I knew and making that conscious decision to leave that into well you don't know you don't know what it's what's going to be like out there, so that was hard, and then making the decision to come back when it went a bit wrong in, in West Africa and Mauritania, that, that was hard. And that, that was really hard. And it was, it was hard to deal with being home after that first sort of attempt. If you like that, that, that was not a good point in my life at all. But then I got the option to go again and, and that spurred me on to, you know, it's a totally different mindset. It was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving up now. We just make it happen. Let's get it done. Uh, nice. And so, You've obviously, if you could do it again, <coughs> what would you do differently? You know, same bike, different bike. Would you go a different way around? Would you, you know, what do you think you would do differently? It's a it's a difficult one now because I'm I'm at a different place in my life now. You know, I'm I'm married. Um, you know, I, I was with my missus when when I went the first time, but we met after I'd made the decision I was going to do it. You know, so the whole time we were we were sort of courting and and together, my missus knew that I had this trip on the horizon and I was going to be going away to do it, and she totally understood why I was doing it, the promise I'd made, and and you know, Nikki Nikki's an incredibly strong person. She's she's she was my rock the whole way through it, and she still is to this day. She's I'm I'm very blessed as far as that's concerned. But you know, we've it, it's almost like. Not, not that I wasn't thinking about her when I did that trip, but it, it's a different, it's a different kettle of fish now. You know, I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't just bugger off and disappear for a year and a half. So, so it's a gold, it's, so it's, it's a gold like wing a, then. So it's a gold <laughs> wing with a missus in the background. Is that what you're saying? But, yeah, you know, it's 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 almost like a hypothetical because I think 
I'm just, I'm not in a position financially or just in, in my life really where I could bugger off for a year or a year and a half, yeah. two years again. And f- for me, to do, if I was to go and do that trip again, I would really, like I said before, I'd, I'd want to be ticking off all those places that I didn't get to the first time. So you're looking at a year and a half, two year trip, realistically. Um, what bike I would do it on, I, I, I genuinely don't care. Just whatever bike I've got in the garage at the time, you know, if, if the Jixxer was running, I'd take the Jixxer again. If the GS is there, I'll take the GS. If the 125 was up and running, I'd take that. I, I, I don't I don't subscribe to to any of this notion that this bike is for that and that bike is for that. But in my head, that's bollocks. Any bike will go anywhere. It's down to the rider, pure and simply. You know, depend, depends what you want from the trip. Yeah. Aye, I think well, you, you mean, you've went around the world on a Jixxer which you proved that that can be done. You did the whole mm-hmm. run in the UK on a Sinus 125, which, <laughs> which we actually talked about years ago, didn't we? We, we talked about doing that for charity, we, just so that we could get a few days off work, because we thought if we get the work to buy into this, we could just do this, because some of us were only riding 125s at the time. Um, yeah, sure, and then yeah. you went and just went and did it like four days, and we were thinking about like 10. Two. Two. Aye, two. <laughs> aye, we were thinking like 10 days and milk it, do you know what I mean? Uh, just so I'll that we could do work. That, that, I would say that was probably harder. Physically, that was harder than than the world trip, I would say. Even though it was only like two and a half days. Or maybe, maybe it's because I'm older. I don't know if it's just because I'm like nearly 10 years older than I was before, but that took me about a week to get over. I was hanging. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was hanging at the end of that. I couldn't see out my left eye. My left eye had blown. Couldn't you see? Jeez. I find it really difficult if I take my son's one, two, five out for a wee... For a wee shot, he's got a wee mm. mutt mongrel, which is just aye, like aye. just uh, you know, it's, it's just a, it's an insane wee thing. It's great fun, absolutely great fun to ride around in. But you come off it going, I, I've been sh- shaking in places that I've never, <laughs> never thought could, I could have been shaking in. Do you know what, I mean? what is that bit? What is that bit? And what does that bit do? Because it's sore. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, pe- about the the jigsaw. A lot of people said that to me that. You know, you, you're mad to take that bike, or I can't believe you took that bike. But I, I just maintain that I'd, I'd always ridden the Jixxer. You know, I'd, I'd pass my test on a on straight onto a J6R 600, and then I rode that for about eight months and moved to the thousands. And then I'd I'd, I'd literally ridden a J6R thousand every single day of my life from that point onwards. I, I rode every single day. I used to do 40, 45,000 mile a year. I was, I was lived on my bike, basically. I don't own a car. So I was used to spending a lot of time on the Jixxer, a lot of time doing big miles. You know, we used to do 800 mile days sometimes on trips, just crazy. So I just wouldn't do that anymore. But I was used to doing it. So for me to then just, rather than being on my bike and riding around the southeast of England or around parts of the UK or across Europe, for me to just then now just be sat on a bike every day, but this time I'm just heading east, there's no real difference. The off-road parts were obviously a lot different, but they were a lot of fun as well. You know? So it's just... And I, I think, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, because you did it, I didn't, <clears throat> but I would imagine that doing... Meeting people and saying, and people saying, oh, what are you doing? And then you go, well, I'm actually going to run the world, and here's all the places I'm going. And then them looking and going, on that bike? Are yeah, yeah, mental? yeah. That, Must have been yeah. a conversation starter. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, 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 definitely. And it's and it's also the, 
I, I like to be different. I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to be a sheep, you know, and I'm not, I'm not wanting to be big. I don't want to appear big headed or, or a flashy prick or anything like that. I don't mean it like that, but I, I just, I want to set my own way. Do you know what I mean? I, yep. Like, I don't, I just don't want to be beige. I don't want to be like everyone else. I, I, I want, I want, to do stuff the way I want to do it and that'll be me Ta, you know I'm, I'm not fussed if I, I don't really care how people take it but that's just I, I'll do my my thing the way I want to do it do you know what I mean yeah and I think, I think the more I, I, the more sorry, sorry go on. I was going to say I think if you've done it in a G, if you've done it in a GS you're right I think folk would have went oh, Aye. he's just fucking trying to copy the two clowns Aye. do you know what I mean yeah 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 Whereas you well, did it as Exxon, folk must have went, he's fucking mental. <laughs> was I, I, was, I, I, I did the trip trying to, yeah, it was for a promise as well. And, and obviously yeah. I, I wanted to do this this trip. But I was trying to raise, initially I set out to raise a million pound for, for four charities. So I, I wanted to I wanted to be different. I wanted it to be, every man and his dog at that point, sort of 2000, 2010, 11, 12, there was just, Every every bike mag I looked at, somebody else was setting off to ride around the world, and everyone was doing it on a GS or you know a, a blooming an off roady bike, you know the sensible option. Everyone was doing that, and I'd I'd seen Jack Lucasen, I'd spoken to Jack, you know he's he did a five year trip on an R one all around the world, incredible. How that guy is not like a god in motorcycling, and every biker knows about him. I don't know that they should. It's incredible what he's done. Nick Sanders, I spoke with Nick, he, and he done he's done like fifteen different trips around the world on R ones, blades. He's done on all sorts, cycled around the world. So I'd spoken to those lads and. I knew it could be done. So I thought, well, no one's done it on the Jixxer, so I own it. I'll take that. And and that will set me apart from, not the guff, that's horrible, but, you know, set me apart from the crowd that are doing this because I, I want to try and raise the profile for the for the charities to try and be a bit different. And and in my head, I was like, 100,000 miles on a Jixxer thou. Well, that's ten pound a mile. I'll raise a million for them for those charities. No problem. <laughs> Didn't really work out like that. <laughs> but um, you know that that was sort of part of the logic really behind it. It's the bike I owned, and it's a bit different. So. I think pay, pay, I think that was the, the kind of. I know we've talked quite. We might jump back to it, but pay, patron, you mean the the clan as you call them can now rest mm-hmm. easy yeah. we've covered everything thing we want to try and cover off <laughs> on the trip so they can all rest easy yeah. and if, if you had it on mute come back on now yeah, um however caveat we may dip it back in i've got one and this is again mm-hmm. this goes back to a video which again is in a video that inspired me to do my thing um i am um, i did mine well, I, oh. sta- I started mine when COVID hit in, so it took me a little bit longer because we never got ride outs and assessments. But I completed mine, um, my IM course, after watching you doing, I think you two videos out, um, where you uh-huh. did a kind of little taster thing with the guys. Did you yeah. ever complete your IM? Well, I'm a, I'm a trained um, police driver and rider, so I'm already, we already qualify. So I've already I've already done it. Um, so yeah, that answers yeah. that. That answers, your question, that answers that. <laughs> nice up, and easy. Show yeah. off. Yeah. You know what I mean, he didn't have to go through those months of doing rides and then get, go through what felt like it, another bike test. <laughs> it, it does. It does make me laugh sometimes, though, with the with the IAM thing. And 
because like folk go, have you done the IAM? And I'm like, well, I'm trained. I, I did it. I did it in the police. I know the roadcraft inside out. It's fine. <laughs> I, and, and people are like, oh yeah, we're trained to the same standards. And you're like, no, you're, you're not. You're not because yeah, because th- these boys are taking that at like 160, 170 mile an hour, and you're doing it at no. 60. It's a wee bit of different. Yeah, <clears throat> the, 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 the IEM is like two pages compared to the roadcraft. I've got the roadcraft, <laughs> and I got it, and I looked, and I went, Jesus Christ, this thing's intense. Do you know what I mean? compared, <laughs> compared to what the guys that, compared to the book that the IEM gave you, you go, right. oh, right. this looks quite easy. I've, I've still got that. I think the here. fundamentals, though. Have you? I think the fundamentals. I don't think I am in Rossbows for everybody. You know, I, I genuinely don't because I think I think it depends what club you have because all the clubs are very different. You know, you get different sort of methods of teaching at different clubs, and I think it's a question of finding a club that fits you best. But then I also think not every biker, not every biker is is going to fit that environment. But I think the fundamentals of roadcraft, every biker could benefit from, mm-hmm. you know, like reading a road, positioning, things like that. It'll, it'll save your life. Right. And, you know, it can make you a bit quicker as well if you want that, but it'll make you safer on the road, we, for sure. Uh, we did a whole show kind of talking did, about, a whole about, question yeah. talking about this, and yeah. that was the thing. It was the, you're right, it's not for everybody because they will mm. literally strip your riding down. And oh, that right. sometimes can be soul-destroying because mm-hmm. you actually... Yeah. You, you start to feel a bit kind of deflated. Yeah. Do you know what mm. I mean? And then, they, but they build it back up so that you are safer. And the things mm. that, you le- that you learn that you thought you were a good rider, and then you learn all these other skills, and you go, wow. You know what I mean? I would, you would never thought of that. Like, and that'd be overwhelming to a lot of people as well. If you're, if you're not, oh, totally. Especially if you're, a, totally. if you're, if you're only a, out in the weekend kind of rider or whatever, do you know, and, and to be told mm. actually everything you're doing is wrong or everything you're Aye. doing, you know, it's, Aye. you know, I mean, I'm, I'd be, I would be a bit nervous. I'm, I'd like to do it. I'd like to give it a go, but I think I'm a bit nervous about how bad I actually am. Do you know, <laughs> you know <considering laughs> and, and also I think it's, Sorry, go on. Apologies, sorry. No, because you can, can, I can drop a sports at 50 million hours, so, you know. But <laughs> That's a talent right there. That's a talent, absolutely. It, it, it's not if you drop a bike, it's when. Uh, you're going to do it. Everyone's going to, if you're around bikes long enough, everyone will drop a bike at some yep. point. It's going to happen. But um, the thing with IAM and Rossbar, I think, I've I've seen it. I've seen it, right, where I, I've spent some time around some of the instructors and I look at the instructors and I'm like, Jesus, that's, I don't, I think their riding's horrendous sometimes when I look at it. And I'm not, I'm not God's gift by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying that, I'm no Rossi. But I'll look at some of their riding and go, oh, Jesus, that, to me, that just doesn't look, that doesn't look right. It doesn't look safe. Some of them. And other ones you look at and they're amazing, you know? Oh, and I think- it's, even the how can how can they be instructing people when I'm looking at their riding and they're thinking, well, I don't I don't think that's great. I think the club, the IAM club, I mean, they're broken into kind of like divisions or whatever. It is, but the mm-hmm. guys in Scotland don't teach. Know how you can use the other lane because because obviously you read the book and it says you can use the whole road, and sometimes you use the opposite lane to give yourself Vision. the best view. You mean mm-hmm. of yeah, bends yeah. and whatever. <clears throat> They yeah, don't yeah. teach that. That part they don't teach up here, but they still do in England, because some some clubs do in England, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I get, I, I can see it from both sides. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's one of those ones. It, it's, it's just one mistake. Bill, do you know what I mean? Aye, in the old bill, we're taught that as long as 
as long as it's not a solid white, then use yeah. the entire carriageway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but the, the caveat on that is your your presence on the road should never cause any oncoming vehicles to deviate in their course. And by that, I mean like if you're coming up to like a left hand sweeper or even a tight left hander, and you're all the way over to the the right on the offside lane there. Well, if a car all of a sudden comes round and you're still out there, they're gonna they're gonna pee themselves, aren't they, or poo themselves? Fuck, who's this numpty? So in the old bill, they want you to be right the way out there, but they also want you to 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 realise that there's a hazard way up ahead, and you then have to alter your course to come back into your own lane. You might stay centre, you know, centre position, so you've still got as much vision around that left as you can, but you're not going to be you're not going to be causing any alarm to anyone coming around the other way because you're not going to be in their carriageway. Do you know what I mean? Right. But I think I think the IAM sort of take, a lot of them take the viewpoint of, we're just not even going to bother teaching that because that could just cause mayhem you know, on, on public roads. Right. Well, you're lying in traction and go, but they told me to. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's, um, yeah. The, the thought of that scares me to death doing that. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I would never go in the opposite lane for I, any reason no. <laughs> But it's one of those things you, do, you mean, you, you only push yourself as much as you can push yeah. yourself. You mean, you're not there to be. You mean go no 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 get the knee down if you're not comfortable putting the knee down don't put the knee down. So, so do, do the do the IAM rider skills days they're they're good that's on a track but that's actually that's actually really worth doing uh, it's a lot of fun COVID kind of fucked that for me I mean, so far because it's no you mean yeah. Yeah, they, they are good a lot of fun excellent yeah no that's that's it I'm, I'm I'll, I'll be looking into now that COVID's kind of back up and running again. Yeah. Not, not up and running, not up running. Run away, no, running. Well, I, um, I just had it last week I survived the last two years and then I got it I got it la- I think probably I got it at the London Bike Show but um, yeah I came down with it last week awesome. so yeah hopefully it wasn't too bad I, I, I was the same start of January <clears throat> I'd avoided it for two years start of January but I literally yeah. um, uh, that was karma though because literally we recorded record my last podcast of the year and he sent me you know how there was a meme going about and it was an it was a lateral flow test and rather uh-huh. than having CT it'd see UNT won it <laughs> and he sent me this <laughs> said oh one. I've tested positive blah 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 and I went hi very funny I, I, you're hilarious and then literally <laughs> you mean later. days I, about a week later days before the last podcast of the year right. by the way I have actually got it I was like you right. twat you see UNT so karma <laughs> Um, and then uh, late last year you were part of the motorbike show, so as well. Oh, the TV um, show, yeah, yeah the TV uh, yeah. show. Mm-hmm. How did and obviously being used to like doing all that and production on your own and everything. How was it? How did you find working um, with other people controlling your every move? You know, I I I, I didn't enjoy it. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I, I really, you know, I I love Tom and Graham. I've known them for for a lot of years. Great guys, and Christy is a load of fun as well. But as far as a working environment, I just I'm not. I'm not used to somebody else telling me what to do, and what to say, and how to do stuff. And I, I found that really hard to be honest. Because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, with a script, I, I, I'm getting told to say stuff that I don't. It's not what I think. You know, tell me to say stuff about a bike or bikes, and that's not what I think. And I, I, I make a big deal in my channel about 
what I say is what I mean. You know, like I, I won't bullshit, Absolutely. I won't lie. I'll say exactly what I think. Integrity is, there's a saying in the old bill, believe it or not, integrity is non-negotiable. And I kind of, I totally agree with that. It's, that's all you've got is, is your integrity at the end of the day. So um, I found it really hard. So I sort of found myself, not button heads, but I found myself a lot of the time saying, um, I can't say that. I'm not saying that. It's not. It's not what I think. So that caused a few issues, and um, I just, I, th- I think the the end result wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So uh, I just sort of, um, initially I said I'd come back for a season two, but then at the start of the year I just had to say to them, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing season two. I'll, I'm going to do my own thing. So yeah, called it quits. But I'm, I'm glad I did season one. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, wish him the best. See what happens. Hope it goes from strength to strength for him. Nice. Probably will now I'm not on it. Everybody will just start watching you. That's what you want. So, yeah, that's and, the point. And talking about that, you, you kind of touched on it earlier about the what is the future of the channel. You know, you're kind of in mm-hmm. this, you're in this kind of kind of flux at the moment of what's what is it going to be about? Is it going to be more of yeah, you and Lamb Chops just kind of chasing fish suppers, or you know, are you going to are you going to keep which, some of the reviews? Which, which, by the way, let's just be a threat. Yeah. It's pure genius. It's pure genius, absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, oh, that's the, the the big hunt, the big hunt series of collaboration. Yeah. 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 What the small hunt? God, I don't really know. You know, I'm, I'm, like I said to you, I'm in that weird place at the moment where I'm like, what, what is the channel about? What's, what's it going to be? And it, it's very hard financially. I'll, I'll not, I'll not lie. It's, it's hard financially. I'm, I'm sort of scraping by. Uh, at the moment, and I'm not sure how how much longer I can keep doing that full time. You know, I, I might have to get a, a proper job, so uh, I don't know. But in terms of the channel, I don't really know. I mean, I I I want the channel to be about you know promoting the whole live your life thing. I want it to be about getting out there and promoting biking here in 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 our country here in the uk i want to get out there i want to meet all the other bikers that are here new ones old ones people that want to get into biking you know i I want to do that i want to ride the roads that people recommend with them i want to hear about their dealer networks I, i want to promote the good and i want to highlight like the bad service, you know, if there's shops out there or cafes out there that are shite, then we should be highlighting that to say, pull your finger out or you ain't going to survive, you know, but this place over here is shit up. Go there. I think credit where credit's due, we should be highlighting the, the good, but I think we should also, we should also sort of make people aware that they need to raise the game really. You know, the, the biking community is, it's a, it's a powerful group that we've got, you know, and it's, it's, and it's, a, it's, it's it's probably at its strongest, I think, ever, because I think COVID's really spiked <coughs> the, the biking community in terms of the amount yeah. of people that are biking and how yeah. big the biking community's got. And do you know what I mean? I know we we there's a the the mental health charity, the MHM, they're doing their yep. thing about mental health within the biking community, and that again just shows you just how good the biking community is. And just the, the sheer size of it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. it is, it's absolutely. I think, I think it was an article in MCM in the last couple of weeks 
where they had an article just on the, the sheer volume of sales and the volume of uptake in training. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think they've only, up here, they've only kind of caught up on motorbike tests mm-hmm. kind of of the backlog of COVID because people were like, I'm not doing public transport. Pfft, I saw that. Aye. And go and do their CBT. Yep. And the minute they've done the CBT, they go, oh, here, biking's oh, awesome. Yeah. But sign me up yeah. for the Mod 1. I'm, I'm on my way. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I love that. The amount of people over COVID who, who got in touch and they'd, they'd found a channel through, through sorry to mention it again, through the world trip. And, you know, they were like, it, it just gave me the hunger. As you said, there was the, the fear of using public transport and they thought, what else can I do? I'll get a little moped. So they, they Google that. How do you get that? Your CBT. They get that little taste of the wee experience of it and like, Shit balls! This is awesome. I'm loving this. So they they start looking at a bigger bike. Sometimes they're just 400 cc's, 500 cc's. Some of them jump and do their dash, get onto the 600s. And it's those people that when when that that sparks ignited, and like just the sense of adventure where they can jump on a bike and piss off to Wales, or they can just you know they can go 80 miles from where they live, 50 miles from where they live. They don't need to worry about traffic. And they enjoy it, even if they're riding in the rain. They're enjoying it. They feel alive. And I, I love I love that, those messages you get from people that are just like, oh, my God, where has this been all my life? This is, this is amazing. I love it. And, and I think you, you, you're right. There has been a massive spike in growth within the community. And there's a lot more younger people coming in, which was a big concern wasn't it, in the industry. The industry was bricking it because everyone's like my age and more. Everyone's getting old, really. And there was no new blood coming in. Whereas now there is. You just need to look at TikTok or Instagram. You look at social media, there's a lot of young blood coming in. There's a lot of young lassies and women coming in now as well. So it's it's changing a hell of a lot, which I think is brilliant. You know, there's it's a, it's, a, it's it's literally an almost untapped market now I, I, for everyone involved. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the range. I, mean, I was down in uh, London last week, and uh, I went into the the bike shed motor company. For, for mm-hmm. you just had to get that. Out, of course, didn't I did. Love that place, right? Uh, but but just watching the, the 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 range of people coming in on their bikes, parking their bikes, yeah. and the, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. getting off and sitting down for a coffee or whatever. And and as you say, it wasn't helps pensioners coming in for a scone. Mm-hmm. You know, it was definitely a real mix of you know yeah. men and women of all ages just coming in just loving being on their bikes you know yeah uh, and the, the bike shed is interesting because I, th- I think they've done a really good job in how they've marketed that place because when it first opened it was a hipster place it was a hipster hangout you know yeah. it's, it was full of like <clears throat> young, young white lads with dodgy beers and man buns drinking coffee that's basically what the, the bike shed was all about and then it's it's now it's it's sort of become just this mecca for yeah. for for bikers of of every description and it's they've, they've nailed it they really have nailed it what yeah. bike calf can can compete with with the bike sheds you know what i mean it's probably free it's parking in place. london probably helps to be fair uh, free parking. Right. yeah yeah totally <laughs> totally yeah yeah it's good free parking oh the joys uh. yeah i'd love to go to the one in la i think that'd be interesting oh, to see what kind of range yeah. of people you've got in the Los Angeles. i just be yeah, quite happy to get to the one in london oh, to sorry. be honest do you know what I mean? <laughs> and given the fact that i traveled to london to work and i've never actually made that in there uh is a bit of a the, the grubs on 
The food's awesome in there. Ah, really yeah, good breakfast food. Breakfast are brilliant. Oh, we know. Because the first time we went, I said, oh, send me pictures. I'd like to see it. And it was like, <laughs> bing, 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 bing. It was like, right, enough. Enough. Stop it. I get it. Bing, bing. Yeah. Yeah. Any plans this year for the boy band reunion? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're constantly wanting to do uh, another sort of collaboration. But it's it's a question of it's a question of getting the time when we're all available. Um, and, and to be honest, money as well, you know, the, the bike versus planes, it costs quite a bit of money to do that. And you, we don't, we didn't recoup that by any stretch of imagination in the, in the ad revenue from the videos. They, they weren't particularly popular. You know, this, it's I, weird. I, Cause I think on one of the podcasts before we, you, you guys talked about that. And I think you said that the mistake that he's kind of made was, you all had kind of your own little version of the same thing because you all kind of recorded it and then you all put it on your channel. And I watched, yeah. I watched them all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like it was good to see everybody's kind of own take on you mean what was happening because it was difficult, I suppose, for to take all of that footage and cram yeah. it all into one kind of you mean or one set of videos that was at least not like. A whole kind of feature film or a yeah, whole yeah. series, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I think it was, but I don't think it'd be cheap. You know what I mean? It can't be cheap flying a plane again. Well, that was it, and you know, and and to be fair, Andy stumped up that, and Andy's the one that that covered the cost of the the plane and everything like that. So you know, fair play to the boy, but it cost him a lot of money, and he he didn't recoup anywhere near that. But um, yeah, we do we do want to do something, but it's it's trying to decide what it's going to be and there's there's limits about well i i want to do a road trip i'm really up for doing like a road trip to the Nürburgring or something like that but um we 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 can't because we're just with personal circumstances some people can't get away they can't do an overnighter they're 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 stuck to one day so it's and obviously we've had covid which is just kiboshed a lot of things TMF seems to permanently either be in lockdown or have COVID. He's had COVID about eight times. <laughs> his, 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 daughters, his daughters have had it like two or three times. Um, his daughters have, and I think he's had it once or twice now. His missus has had it. So, you know, they've, they've been in like a perpetual lockdown. <laughs> but it will happen. We're doing, a, we're doing another live show, um, a live stream on Andy's channel. We're doing that in April, I think it is. You, so that'll you, be coming. Are you going to the Wild Bad Weekend this year? Uh, at the moment, I'm planning on doing it. Yes, um, and I'm supposed to be at the moment. I'm doing the Adventure Bike Festival on the twenty oh. fourth. I'm, I'm only going to be there for the twenty fourth. That's it. But again, I'm not. I don't really know what it's about because they they invited me as as some part of some vlogging thing that they're doing. You know, like they've got loads of loads of I hate this fucking term influencers. They've got loads of bike influencers. I know that's there. why I put it in your intro because so I they, know you fucking hate it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I said to them, do you, "What do you want me there? Do you want do you want me to talk about my trip or something?" Or and they were like, "What what trip?" They didn't know about the the world trip. So I was like, "Oh, okay. Uh, well, I've done this trip. Do you, do you want me to chat about that?" Or so I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is what, when I'm there. What, what, did, you, what did your trip involve? Well, 54 <laughs> yeah, countries, 470 blah days. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It does sort of, you know, it's <laughs> it's like the whole ABR festival. I kind of, I've not been, so I can't really, I can't comment on it yet. But it seems to me, 
I, I just got the feeling it's the bike shed crowd for the adventure world. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like a mass a mass produced event for the adventure world, whereas the the sort of real adventure festivals that I've been to tend to be quite small, two, three, four hundred people, and it, and it's it's full of you know you, you meet people that have just done incredible stuff, amazing things, and there's there's no you know they're just part of the crowd. They're not up on stage giving talks. Like people come up to you and chat to you about what, what you've done. And then during the conversation, you find out that they spent 10 years like unicycling <laughs> around the world <laughs> or, or, you know, they've just done, they've done incredible stuff. So uh, I, I, I really enjoyed those, those little festivals. I don't know what the adventure bike festival is going to be like, to be honest, like 7,000 people. It's really mental. It's huge. I'm sure there'll be a video. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then we can secretly watch and go, no, no, he was right. It's a hipster thing for the adventure. But then you know, if, because everyone's going to be there, everybody that's got social media or or YouTube, everyone's there. Everyone's going to be creating these videos, and that really turns me off. When I see loads of other people creating vids, I, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to create a vid about. Because I'm just like everyone. Everyone's done it. That's why. And I know I'm just always last because I'm get taking so bloody uh, long. Get in everybody else's videos, and then that can just boost <laughs> you. Would you quite without doing all the hard graft? That's more a bit uh, idea. Uh, <laughs> um, on talking about that, time permitting, how much chance do you get to watch other YouTubers? And do you have any recommendations, or do you just not get time because you're too busy editing? I genuinely, I genuinely don't get much time. I mean, I'm, I'm maybe a Sunday's probably the 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 only real opportunity that I'll get for an hour or two to to sit and watch something on YouTube. And I'll be honest with you, I tend not to watch bike stuff. I tend to watch like Peter McKinnon. Oh, I love Peter McKinnon. Casey Neistat. Aye, Peter McKinnon, Matty Hapoja, his stuff. Um, uh, there's a guy called Cody. Is it Cody Warren. Cody Warren. Cody Warren. I can't remember if it's Cody. Cody somebody anyway. Uh, Potato Jet. I watch him. Oh, you know, Potato Jet's brilliant. All yeah. those. So, yeah. It's, it's all <laughs> those sort of channels. Yeah. Like iPhone do. People like that. I love all those channels. That's what I watch. But do you, do you find when you watch those kind of guys so that then that's why you then become obsessed with your video editing because yeah. they are so yeah. good at it. And you, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. as, as we said right at the start, you know, you put your video out and people watch it cause, because of what you're talking about, not because of how it looks. Yeah, I yeah. become pretty obsessed with Especially Peter McKinnon at the moment, you know, you know, stunning, isn't it? It's the what it was, and then there's a guy called Daniel Schiffer. I don't know if you've watched his stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's more about product videos and stuff, but some of the stuff he does in his home on a kitchen table, it's just incredible. You know, see, I think that's kind of why I feel, I feel, to be honest, this is like therapy. This, I feel like I'm failing. I genuinely feel like I'm failing. On, on my channel because I don't feel like I'm creating the content that I, I, I really want to make. Do you know, in, in the sense of the quality of it. Yeah. Because I look at, I watch all these other channels and I'm just like, that is stunning. That's just beautiful. It's cinematography. And then I look at the key that I'm checking out and thinking, that's shite. I, I need to up my game. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I'm just... 
I can't, I can't, I can't produce what they produce yet. But then, so. but uh, yeah, but then you look at Peter McKinnon and you realise he's got a team of people behind him now. He's mm-hmm. he's producing stuff now. You know, mm-hmm. he's not filming it. Someone else is filming it. Someone else is editing it for him. He's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, and, it, and it's about finding that. It's about understanding. I find a lot of personal things about understanding that you you I cannot do that because I don't have, you know. You know, thousands of pounds worth of sponsorship and and you know and teams, and, of, and teams guys of guys that have can spend you know forever and, and live in but Canada, he, which is beautiful. He, you know what I mean? so, yeah, but you're in Scotland. You know, yeah, you're in Scotland, uh, so it's stunning. Yeah, but it's, you know, but, it's um, wet ninety five or seven of the time. <laughs> yeah. I kind of put my you, up in the rain. At, do you know what I mean? So. <laughs> if you look at McKinnon's early stuff, that, that's what I do is I yeah. I go onto their videos so I click videos and then I I sort it so it's from oldest to newest because I've watched all the I've watched all of it anyway yeah. but I go I look at their I've just been doing this with Peter McKinnon I'm looking at his first sort of six to twelve vids and that is him filming it he is filming mm-hmm. it yeah, yeah, he yeah. is editing it and there is a definite difference between that and his new stuff but it's still really engaging really yeah. engaging yeah you know and. I, I I just that that is what I want to create, but I'm I'm not creating it, and I, I get annoyed because I think just fucking create that, but I, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Where's the button that does that? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's the button that makes it? Was the make it look like Peter McKinnon did this? Yeah, button? yeah. We, we, we did try that, didn't we? We do have a video of us uh, introducing us on our bikes and everything, and and I, it was a yeah. complete rip off of Peter McKinnon. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Um, he didn't. So, they did some sort of video, but. I would, uh, but he would just he just got some guy's trail bike and he'd, he'd videoed that when I went I'm just going to you know copy it you know flattery and all yeah. that you know yeah 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 aye, aye, exactly flattery but that's a good way to learn as well though it's just yeah. to, oh, to to dissect a sequence and and then just copy it and see yeah. how they did it I, I I went through a stage in some of my bike reviews and product review stuff where I, I was doing like voiceover with. I was trying to do buttery B-roll slow motion with speed ramps and all this sort yeah. of stuff. And I was thinking, oh, okay, right, this is the direction I want to go in. And then I'd read all the comments and people were just like, oh, I don't like this. It looks too polished. I'm, I'm, I don't, this is, I'm not liking it. Mm. You know, and it's just like, oh, I've spent, I've spent like eight days on that, on that 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. I, I, I know that feeling so, so well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, so, obviously, then, you know, you've found your balance in what you're doing. What, what about for someone who's going you know, to start off on YouTube or starting off as a podcaster? What would your advice be apart from don't, you know, um, just in that sense? But, you know, I think, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, I get quite frustrated. You know, I think if we walk through Glasgow and you see people with their Facebook and their YouTube channels busking, thinking that mm-hmm. you know one day they're going to become this overnight YouTube sensation, and we know that doesn't happen. So, what would be your tips for you know going from having nobody watching you to sixty thousand plus people who you know who actually are engaged and want to want to kind of subscribe and and and, and kind of keep up with what you're doing? But it does happen, as you, as you said. You know, you, you will always fail unless you try. Yeah. Unless you give it a show, unless you give it a, a, a chance. So I'd say just, if it's something you want to do, just start. You're going to be shite. Everyone's shite to begin with. Just, just, just start. You know, if it's a podcast, just start chatting away on camera. You don't even need to have guests. Just chat yourself. Chat about anything. Pick a topic that you're interested in and start chatting. Or you got a mucker, just get your mate on and have a crack. Have some fun. Nothing wrong with that, is there? And you, you will, you'll, 
you'll get better at your own craft. You'll get more comfortable on camera. You'll learn the pace, the tempo when you're doing podcasts of, of, you know, the tempo of your, of your speech, because you might think, you might think that you're talking normally, but when you listen to it back, you're either a million miles an hour or you sound really, really, really slow. That's going to be the show because it's three Scottish guys on a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Everyone else is going to be like that. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I would just say just, I would say just start and and create the content. This is rich coming from me from what I've just said, but create <laughs> the content you want to create because I, I think if you if you try and create. Of your, if you try and be someone you're not, you, you're not going to be given it your all. So if if you create, if you create the content you want to create, you will naturally attract your community. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, You'll totally. attract the people yeah. that like <clears throat> you and your stuff, and that is how the channel will grow. You know, I, I've I've had my channel, Jesus, over ten years now. You know, and it's it's really only the last. <laughs> it's really only the last four or five where it's actually grown you know it's yeah. I, I had six seven hundred subs till end of 2016 and then and then it it sort of grew from there so um it just just start just start and get going with it cool i like it last this is you'll be glad to know last question <laughs> we were going to it's actually no it was the second last question but we've already covered the last question because Aye. we talked about the whole live your life kind of mantra oh, and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff which again it's just i mean um so we'll make this the last question and i actually find it quite funny because we were already set out the day and my wife was practicing this right right is, <laughs> and and when i said to my wife oh we're gonna interview bruce like teapot one and it was this was the first thing she said right nationals <laughs> when me and my wife are out now right and the minute we hit the nationals, the both of us will go nationals, and then <laughs> and off we go. Awesome. Did that come from somewhere, or is that just something you've always done? Or you know, I mean, where where did that come from? Because it's, it's plaguing me and my wife right now <laughs> to the point where you might go cut that so off. It's from the old bill. So um, I, I used to be a police officer down in London, and when you do your driving course commentary is a big part of of the driving course because it lets it lets the instructor know your thought process and your vision your observation so you basically as you're as you're driving along you're supposed to be going you know single carriageway one lane each direction uh, you broken central lines 30 mile an hour limit speed is currently 29 31 whatever it is gear for speed is third fourth fifth whatever it is mirrors you know um your observation out the back your observation at the side i can see uh, numerous pedestrians on the on the left pedestrian waiting across from the right you're, you're given a constant non-stop verbal um commentary as to what you're seeing and what you're doing all the time and when you come up to the national speed limit signs in the old bill that's basically unofficially they're known as go like fuck glf signs because it basically means <laughs> I'm not you're my expected. Wife that. <laughs> <laughs> when when you get to well this is a little bit this is a little bit old school i think things have maybe changed in the last few years but certainly when i did my course it was 
as soon as you got to the nationals, the instructor wanted you to go as fast as the conditions would allow. So, you know, if that was, if that was 40 mile an hour and 60, then you did 40. If it was 140, you did 140. You know, they, they just wanted you to, to observe the nationals, do your three-way mirror check and go. That's one they, what they wanted. So <clears throat> in my car, when we were doing it, we just got into this habit where you'd just be like, nationals, woof, and off you went. It's just a, a piss stick. <laughs> and um, it sort of just stuck. It just sort of stuck. So whenever I'm on my bike, I just, I always say it whenever I see them. It's like, woohoo, I can have some fun. Poof, go. Obviously, I'm not a Neil Bill, and that's what made me resign. <laughs> I, got, I got caught for that on cameras. But, you know. <laughs> uh, all because um, yeah, one person complained. Because I'm one knobhead, but oh well, they've done me a favour, haven't they? They've done me a favour at the ah, end of the exactly. day. Exactly, and uh, you know I mean, not that I'm saying you didn't love the old world, but at least you're doing something that you're truly loving and passionate about. Absolutely. Uh, well, you can take it from me, that is now a thing that just seems to be, I know when you were on the chip runs, uh, the when you were doing the, the big hunt, Lamb chops mm. just started doing it as well. That's brilliant. You know I mean? yeah, the amount of people that come up now and do it is great. Um, aye, exactly. <laughs> Take it from me, and I said this to my wife today. The minute she was practicing, we said, "Right, we're going to go to be run the day. Let's get the bikes out." Albeit we only go to Tesco, which there's no nationals. We've covered that. Um, <laughs> but uh, she was going to go on, oh nationals, and I'm going, <laughs> oh God's sake. Mate. I've had I've had people in Croatia do it, people in Slovenia do it. I've been in around Spain and like locals are saying it. Canaries, there's like a Canarian chap that always does it. It's brilliant. Love so it. Here's a freebie for me. There's uh -huh. a there's a there's an addition to the merch range. Nationals. I've, I've, I've got one. There's a Nationals T-shirt. Is there? Oh, I'm buying that. that. Oh, I'm buying that. I haven't been on the merch page. And that, that I haven't been on the merch page. Like that one click order from your phone, that's I, happening. Oh, that's oh, happening yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got the Live the Life t shirt and I've got the Round the World one with the map on it. I'm getting a oh, Nationals t shirt. <laughs> so I'm getting my wife a Nationals one and all because she absolutely I, loves it. I, I designed it. It was me that designed this one. And it in my head, it was going to be awesome, but I don't think it looks quite as good as, as I wanted it to. So it's supposed to be a national speed limit that's been shot by a shotgun. So it's supposed to have like loads of bullet holes in it <laughs> with nationals written underneath it. But a lot of people a lot of people don't realise that's what it's supposed to look like. Like it's been shot. But that's that's the idea. Oh I have seen that. There you go. That's just dawned on me. That's what that oh Right, well, that's fine. Well, there you go. You make you make some money off of that because me and my wife are going to get one. <laughs> just for, see, to be honest, it could have been a white t-shirt with just the word nationals written on it and I would have bought it. Just, to, awesome. just so you can go, listen, here, I bought you a present. Don't stop right, I need about it. a thousand people to buy these t-shirts, please. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Cheers. That's fine. We'll start promoting them. We'll start putting them up. I'll, I'll, I'll work with John. I'll, I'll get John to start saying it when he's out in his bike now. Aye, so uh, <laughs> would you got, you're only really your second kind of you mean celebrity. celebrity? I'm going to use the word celebrity, which I know is going to really annoy you. But you're only a celebrity guest. Our first celebrity guest was Ian's son John, is an actor, um, uh -huh. and he's in um, Outlander. He was in the Hobbit and stuff like that. So, and he was oh, going mega. to bite. Right. So we had we had John in actually in the cave, yeah. and um, he was kind of chatting through. And our numbers kind of went woof. We are these Outlander fans. Yeah. We just see we yeah. hung about. I don't even know if they ride bikes, but they hung about. Probably mainly <laughs> middle-aged American women, but for some reason they <laughs> Honest, and to be honest, right, I just think they like the Scottish accent, uh, right, because they're watching Outlander, so that's probably why they're hanging about. So if that just gives you another whole rake of Outlander fans, we'll just send them Brilliant. on to your channel. Hi, hi, hi. You could do a nice teapot ones at Outlander tour. 
There's, there's, a, there's, there's a way of going around all the places that they film Outlander in. Aye. Your bikes in. Oh, with national There is an idea. Aye, absolutely. I think, I think you'll get a few, an idea. a few thousand uh, people want to do that. And if uh, right, g- give, me a shout, give me a shout and I'll get John to meet you somewhere. There you go. Right, you're on. Uh, yeah, Ian, you we're on. Let's do it. Let's uh, do that, it. That, uh, he would love that. He would absolutely adore that. Will we, right. Well, we wait till he's passed his big teeth. Big test first. Well, probably, he'll probably pass it by the time it's all organised. Aye, that's true. He's up in Scotland for mm. the next year, so he starts filming his Outlander um, um, in March. Season seven. Season seven, yeah. Season seven. So uh, he's up from March in Scotland. So uh, give me a shout. We'll, we'll which, get definitely get us off. Mate, that'd be mega. That'd be an awesome little series. By the way, which is almost, uh, it's almost a, a, it's almost like a, a motorcycle group in its own. Isn't it? Yeah. Because it started off with... Uh, Sam Hewn, Sam, yeah, uh-huh. who's the kind of lead character and um, or the lead actor, um, and then somebody else did theirs, and then John's done theirs, and then I think there's another guy. Did. So there's all these uh, guys well. going through the Outlander well, cast, so. just going here. We should get any motorbikes. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. right, right. So they're getting Brilliant. the whole clan. I, so. And actually, the chances are, if if if, it, if it's doable, Sam would probably come out and have a chat with you and stuff like there that. You so you know. Mega right. Well, let's let's have a wee chat and get. We'll see if we can make this happen. Yeah. I think that could be awesome. There you uh, go. John, John's back up in a couple of weeks' time, so give us a shout and we'll I'll speak to him about it. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm sure it'll be more than, more than up for that. Aye, absolutely. Cheers, boys. Yeah, nice right. one. Bruce, thank you very much, mate, for coming on our show. Lads. Thank and, you. Um, sharing your experience, thoughts, stories, mate. It's been an, a laugh. And it's, a, a, yeah. it's been an absolute privilege, mate. An absolute and I've got serious honor. beard envy. And uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely, we never even got on to be a product. I, I, I thought we just we, that's a whole other a whole show. Other <laughs> we maybe need to start a different podcast yeah. on beard maintenance and beard products. Um, Boys, th- thank you so much for the invite. I, I, I love obviously, I love having a chat, and um, I, I don't get invited onto other people's podcasts, so I appreciate you. <laughs> don't I appreciate know how. you. Um, I don't know how, mate. I, I think it's do you, do you find like when you when you when you ask when you sort of first start, you almost you almost don't want to ask people on because you think, oh, why Why would they do it? Well, but what yeah. I've found is you, you just have to ask, don't you? You just ask, and most people will. That was our New Year's resolution this year, right? Because obviously last year we did a lot of stuff kind of during lockdown and stuff yeah. like that, and we were testing each other before. Well, no testing each other, that sounds wrong. Well, you know we, were we were learning a craft. We were learning a craft and stuff, and we were well, obviously doing, bringing you're, in... You're good at it, I'll tell you that. Well, we were brick Cheers, mate. That, that is... That's, oh, wow. That's, that's um, a compliment. I'll take that all day long. Awesome. You just stop now. Right, cheers. Just well, it's very natural. You know, you're, you're, just, you're, you're very natural at it. It's just... It's a conversation at the end of the day, and that's all this is, isn't it? And it's, that's exactly it's it, mate. And very that's comfortable. Exactly it. And I think... We've always had, we've had some of our friends who are bikers come in and yeah. do that stuff. And then obviously we had John come in, yeah. which was just awesome. But again, it was kind of a bit nepotism because he is your son after Actually, all. And you kind of tell him what to do. Um, <laughs> but we kind of got to the last show of like 2021 and we thought, right, we need to sit down and go, what do we want to do next year? Well, restrictions <clears> lifting and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And we'd met, we'd met Charlie Boomman back in August an adventure thing over at our local Harley Harley, um, Harley dealership and he was brand new and he was like oh come on the show and just ping me and whatever and I pinged him and he never really got back to me and I thought we go to the end of the year I thought do you know what I'm not letting this go I'm going to ping him again but I'm just going to go and ask the people that I want to speak to I mean or we want to speak to and if anybody else likes it, well, tough. I, I, mm. I'm getting to enjoy what I've done. So the first thing I thought was, is I know who I really want to talk to because I've listened to your podcasts and I 
that kind of what inspired us. And I went, I'm just going to ping Bruce and ask him. And did it, and you came straight back. And I was like, oh, my God, here, see if you just ask. Just get it. This is brilliant. <laughs> to be fair, he was, he was like away in a sweetie shop, to be fair. Oh, I, I, was, I, I was like, I don't want to hear about your new bike. Guess who's coming on the show? Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. I've, I've, I've loved it. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks oh, very much. Mate, it's been a, a, a just... You keep doing what you're doing. Um, I'll, I know I'll keep watching, yeah, me too. Uh, and, I'll, and, and I'll and I will still keep going nationals every time I go yeah. to them. Um, and if anybody asks me why do you do that, I'm gonna go. Oh, you j- just go and watch this guy. You need to go and watch this guy. Just go and watch it. Go and watch it. Uh, but I mate, it's, it's been an absolute um, an absolute pleasure, and I think. I'm glad that you did that actually. So, did it, well, so, I'm, folks, I'm, so, uh, so everyone that's listening, folks, if you haven't done so already, get yourself over to YouTube and check out Teapot One. And uh, in the man's own words, smash the subscribe button. You won't regret <laughs> it. He's and ding dong that bell. Yeah, and ding dong, <laughs> ding dong your bell. Yeah, he's also on Instagram and Facebook and at teapotone.com. Uh, and also check out Teapot One Brew Time on YouTube and on your favourite podcasting platforms to listen to Bruce have a blather with other bikers and adventurers. Some of the stories are, are they're just brilliant, and you know you will never ever not come away with at least a right good giggle. If nothing else, do you know what I mean? Aye, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, we'll put well, all the links cheers, up. Boys. Yeah, we'll put all the links up to your channels uh, and all the socials and everything, um, and we're getting it popping out there for you. Brilliant! It's been an awesome. absolute. It's been amazing to chat away to you. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Absolutely, brilliant. boys. I've loved it. Thanks very much again for having me. Really appreciate it, mate. Anytime, anytime you feel a little underappreciated or need it, some, or need some therapy, <laughs> yeah, just good, let, yeah. just ping us <laughs> and we'll have another show. It's fine. We'll get you on. I'll, we'll... I'll get I'll get you online if you want. If you if you're up for coming on brew time, come we'll get you on there. Absolutely, mate, absolutely amazing. Whatever. Right, we'll, we'll have a wee, we'll have a wee ding dong in the messages after this, cool. and because um, I'm I'm starting that up again from from March onwards. So um, yeah, ha- come on, amazing, Happy brilliant, mate. We'll be there. Just you let us know. We'll be there. Brilliant, um, beautiful, and don't I'll, forget Project Outlander. And I'll, we'll get that sorted. And we'll get yes. Project Outlander yeah, 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 sorted. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant, Bruce. Thank you again, buddy. Yeah. Thank you so much, folks. That is it for. Well, it's been a li- it's, it's, I'm going to say strange. It's been a surreal episode 17, um, purely because it's not in our normal format that we're used to. But yeah. again, I think it's, you mean I just think the the chat that we just had with, uh, with Bruce was just yeah. so phenomenal, yeah. and it was such a hoot and such a laugh um, that it, it just it warranted its own episode. I think um, totally. I, I, it, totally. it, it would have yeah. felt tarnished had we did talked rubbish about whatever bikes or yeah. news and stuff that, that that's Although we did have a really nice picture of a really nice yellow and black one yeah we we'll did talk about we'll, that next time. we'll talk we'll about that next time, time. Um, if, if nothing else it lets us get out, uh, we'll get another episode uh, really quick, quick, quickly, yeah, at, quick at the quick. back of this give, um, you up, give you an update on the sponsor exactly um, <laughs> an update. still no fix, still no fix. Um, and parts are still in order um, and god only knows what will have happened by that point mm-hmm. um, but yeah uh, so uh, uh, Again, I see it's our usual ramblings. Mm. It has been our usual ramblings, but no, really, our usual ramblings. No, but it's, it's been a bit. It's been it's been good ram. It's been great, great ramblings uh, with um, with Bruce, who I think um, hopefully we'll be touching base with a few times, and you know, um, it'll be cool. Yeah, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Yeah, here's hoping because I I never actually asked him. I should have asked him. Who do we go to next? Who do we get on the show next? Do we do we get Andy or Richie or is there someone else? Oh, send him a message. Peter McKinnon. Well, well maybe we I'll, should just I'll, reach out to Peter just, McKinnon. Just, uh, exactly. Just, just 
Yeah, yeah. Do you mean, hey Peter, how about coming on? And he'd be like, what? <coughs> but I don't or, he would, or he'd just blank us, one or two. Yeah, one or two. But yes, massive thank you to Bruce for coming on, chatting to us, giving us his kind of stories and insights and his views and stuff and again for us you mean he did inspire us to kind of take up the whole podcast thing and all that stuff so it has been it's one for me it's the highlight one of the highlights of doing this show um spending time with john has been the other highlight so i I think i think what you what you what what is lovely is that, that you know when you you know, they say you should never meet your heroes. You know, there's all that kind of rubbish. But I've met quite a few because of John. I've met quite a few people. Yeah. And genuinely, genuinely, most people are super nice. And and when it comes to super nice, Bruce is up there. Is oh, uh, aye, 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 absolutely amazing. And well, I'll, and and if people found it a little bit fast, that's because uh, these Scottish guys talking, were talking yeah. about the thing that they love most, which is motorbikes. Uh, you know I mean with their Better halves, obviously excluded. Yes, of mean? course, of course. You know what I mean? But, um, uh, so, yeah, if it yeah. does get a little bit quick, I apologise. Yeah. I will try my best to have slowed it down if it gets... In, yeah. What's the word? Inaud- inaudible? Inaudible. Inaudible. Mm. Which is a hard enough word to say, except when you're Scottish. Yeah. It's almost That's impossible hard, yeah. to say when you're Scottish. In- undecipherable. Undecipherable. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I, again, it's just been... I, I, I'm... I'll wake up tomorrow and go, did that actually happen? So, um, and, and then you'll go, how do we top it? I know, and then I'll go, ah, wow. Aye. Yeah, sorry, we're just back to doing the news, sorry. <laughs> oh, but have you mentioned we've got Tom Cruise coming in to talk about the new Maverick film? That happens, I'm chucking it. I'm telling you right <laughs> now, that happens, that I'm chucking it. But yes, we, we just will. found him bouncing up and on our couch. <laughs> <laughs> He thought he was an Oprah's. Uh, he just he just phoned in and wanted to land his helicopter on the back door. Um, normal, well, I say normal service. We'll go back to the news and all our yeah, usual kind of stuff later okay. um, in the next episode. But yes, these were these are or were just the opinions of uh, you mean a group of average bikers, and I can say a group now because yeah, it's, yeah, it's more yeah, than just you and yeah, yeah. A group of so, average bikers, one of who happens to have a. Uh, an incredibly successful YouTube, YouTube channel, YouTube channel yeah. exactly. Absolutely. So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so, a, a huge thank you from all of us here. Um, if you've enjoyed it, please like, share, and more importantly, subscribe. What was it? Thump that. Sub- what's it? Smash that. Smash subscribe that subscribe button. button and uh, was it wiggle your notifications or something? <laughs> wiggle your notifications. <laughs> Ding that bell, wasn't Ding it? Ding that bell. Ding that bell. Wiggle, wiggle, your, <laughs> wiggle your notification. That's that should be uh, your uh, thing. Uh, wiggle well, your notification. Will he smash and subscribe you buttons smash and thingy? Uh, will they wiggle your notifications? To be fair, that's more of a YouTube thing than a podcast thing. That's true. Aye. Smashing your bell. So, absolutely. If you want to wiggle your notifications, then wiggle away. And to be Don't honest, if, if you if you finish listening to us and you want to smash your bell, crack on. <laughs> so um, there we go. <laughs> But that's, hey, that's this, is, this has got sweary words in it anyway. So oh, this was this so is, this was explicit yeah, for the outset. I absolutely. knew it was going to be so. Yeah, we're, go, we're not going to make any bones about that. So, if, if you want to get in touch, um, please uh, email us at averagebikersinacave at outlook.com or get in touch via our Facebook page or Instagram. Um, you know, if you're looking to give us a possible look for possible big questions of the stuff you want us to chat about, you know, or if you just want to give us a wee anecdote or something we can share with the rest of the listeners. You know, absolutely. You know, I'd, we'd love to do that with you. Um, 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 I don't know if, if there's anything else we could we could um, really say about this episode other than it was fucking awesome. Really, it was. Or, or as I, because this is an explicit one. I'm aye, because 
wasn't yeah. explosive. Fucking I was going to awesome. get really cash in on it. it is. Uh, Absolutely. It reminds me of my, one of my favourite mo- favourite movies, which is The Kingsman Secret Service. The first one? Yes. yes first when, one, yeah. when he presses the button and all the heads explodes and then at the end he goes, fucking spectacular. That's the tagline That's for this it. show. Fucking Remember the, the tagline? Because I don't know if it would let me put up. I mean, this week's episode, episode seventeen. Fucking spectacular. Yeah, but you could just yes. put. You could just put spectacular. Yes, I might just do that. Yeah, or I, like I might that. do something else a little bit more. You could do something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Some, I, something gets. I don't know why I'm making a face because <laughs> no one can see the face. And I'm, I know, I'm not telling you what he's doing with his hands. <laughs> so, uh, but maybe he's uh, maybe he's smashing his bell. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm wiggling my notifications. Thank you so much again, folks, for listening. Wiggle, please wiggle your notifications in your own time. You know, absolutely. Uh, and we will see you in hopefully very soon the next episode. So, until next time, please remember: only a biker understands when a dog sticks his head out of the car window. Oh! <laughs>